ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode four of the Mike Busey Show. I am him, Mike Busey, joined as always, my wonderful co-host, Miguel Colon Jr. Number four, man. Like, we're past the trilogies. Now we're into the reboots and shit. I don't even know. I don't even know what to say. It's crazy, man. Like, I'm excited. We've been getting great feedback from the listeners. People are actually listening to this. Yeah, that's I was like, wait a minute. Are you there really? I was like, one of my buddies called me. Shout out to my buddy, Trey Cyrus. And he's like, man, I love the podcast. I listened to all three episodes. I was like... I, I didn't want to call him out. I'm did like, you quiz him, though? No, I didn't have to because I was like, mm, I don't think you did. I was like thinking that, but I didn't say nothing. But he was like, yeah, but I'll, I'll be honest. When you are talking about that, the poop and everything, I had to fast forward that part. But I listened to everything. And he was saying things that so I actually learned, knew we, he was listening. We learned two important things about Trey Cyrus. One, he's a fan of our show. And two, he doesn't respect fucking art. Because yeah, uh, the true. poop part was, was that was real. Deal. I even asked my sister. I was like, you're a girl. I was like. Do you ever look back at your poop? She was like, who does it? And I was like, see, it's important, man, the look back. If you guys know what I'm talking about, that means you haven't listened to uh, all of our episodes, which is a shame. It is a shame. It should be publicly flogged in a, in a, in a court courtyard. What was the kid's name? Uh, Michael Fay? Remember he got he got beat with the uh, the pole in Singapore in the nineties because he spray painted some shit. I remember there being a, a wave of bamboo caning back he, in the days. He got bamboo caned in the nineties for spray painting some shit in Singapore. And the best thing about it is he ended up working at the Disney Jungle Crew Cruise years later, and uh, a, a bunch of people I know knew him, and they'd be like, "Yeah, he blacked out when he was show us caned. the back." Yeah, that, all the time people used to ask him like, "Hey, bro, is there any way I could see the scars?" And he'd be like, "Hey, no, man." But they caned the shit out of him and scarred him those all those uh kids that live over there and those poor people that got their hand cut off for shoplifting for some fruit that literally kept me straight i got scared straight and you know those people got pissed off because that was like they're like what do you mean the white kids getting caned that's a that's a foot chop offense and they're like oh you know the u.s is putting some embargoes on us if we send them back without a fucking foot as an american kid you were like yo people are getting caned for this shit like whoa because we were doing all types of bad shit just that shit yeah fuck you family court you know fucking fucking out of here Streetlights on? Fuck you. I'm staying out five more minutes before I get my ass kicked. Hurry up. Go to the back door. How about this, man? All of us' first life into, like, uh, organized crime was putting crews together to steal chrome caps off of cars. And that was, like, all of our... Like, literally now I'm worried I can get hit with a RICO act for all the chrome caps I took in, like, the 90s and shit, man. The first time I was a victim uh, of crime as a child, uh, me and my sister got our, our bicycle stolen. That was like stealing a cowboy's horse. Like, how am I going to get back home? How Yo, am I going to get around? And in your mind, you're like, all right, these cops are going to bring us justice. And that's also your first taste of reality of like, yeah, that's not how it's going to work. There's not like a bicycle task force sitting around. They got a bunch of Schwins with strings running from them. And they're like, I'm pretty sure it's the Calcutta tongue. And uh, it's linked to the triads. You we know? had a former employee that was uh, robbing me blind, stealing shit left and right. Didn't even know. And uh, I had to go on a little scavenger hunt from pawn shop to pawn shop looking for my shit. And... Uh, I remember actually making friends with the detective. I forget his name at the current moment, but I'm sure I could find it. But I'm sure he doesn't want me to mention his name ever again publicly. Um, he actually was a member, and he was like, I'll help you find your stuff. And I was like, oh, is Batman? Is that you? Yeah. He's like, no, I just help people find their toasters and a couple stolen cars every Isn't now and then. Isn't that crazy? Like, you're, you're, you're the pawn shop unit cop. Like, 
you don't get a lot of pussy after you explain what you do. The His only time the title's pawn shop, detective though. Right, right. But the only time like the pawn shop duty detective pulls pussy is after a police funeral when he's in full fucking dress blues. But other than that, when he's got his polo on that says pawn shop unit, and you know, like, and I bet she carries the coolest gun because he gets them from all the pawn shops. He's like got a fucking like an old fucking Ruger Red Hawk dangling from his side and shit, or like a mayor's fucking leg rifle. He's like, yeah, pawn shop unit. You know, we don't catch a lot of beefs. Uh, you know, or criminals, but you know that's how we found one of our uh, our new employees, um, Tomas, our, yeah, our, our our fabricator. I yeah. walked in because we we, we well, I had to I guess I guess I had to tell the story. We had a guy, yeah. who was basically I mean that's what we do on the show. We tell stories. Sometimes yeah. I'm like, do I want to go? I'm trying to behave myself because last show I got a little drunk, and you're like, y'all had like a sit down. It's like all. It's like your parents come around. Listen, my great show, but <laughs> yeah, we, you went to the pool. You literally, we clapped it up. We're like, great show, my great show. Everybody claps. You walked to the pool, and then we sat down. We're like, all right, we're gonna have to cut some shit out. <laughs> also, I came back. It was the Miguel Cologne show. <laughs> Fucking everyone had like Miguel Cologne polos on. I'm like, what's going on here, guys? We did. A I coup. got voted off my own show. Yeah. We're like, you're still a part of the show. You just security's gonna escort you from the building, and we need your badge. That's why they always but, fire you on Friday. On radio, man, they just fire you. Come in real quick. I'm gonna do a mic busey here and throw a tangent out there. In terrestrial radio, you get fired by coming into the building and your your fucking security card doesn't work. That's yep. your first sign. You're like, what the fuck? I'm gonna be late. And then you like page them. You're like, hey man, uh, I'm from the morning show and I can't get in. And they're like, oh okay, cool. We'll send somebody down. I'm like, security, what do you mean? Security. Yeah, I'm like, what do you mean send somebody down? Open the door. They're like, you came back it's for cool. stuff. And then yeah, you see like the elevator open. You're like, is that guy holding all my shit? Like you know. One of the windows upstairs is like just dropping a cardboard box of all your shit from your cubicle. There's like a new guy standing right next to you with a box of his shit. And you're like, what do you do? And you're like, oh, I work for the station. That's my job. And he's like, security, security, He's security. a happy guy. <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah. Um, sorry it didn't work out. I'm actually uh, your replacement. And it's 630 in the fucking morning. And there's also a guy bringing a bunch of ribs. And you were excited because at 730 you were going to eat ribs and barbecue from like Antonio's food truck. Yeah, we're going to radio. No job. You always get all the badass, cool little swag shit and Food. They're always trying to like. Well, if we send him enough fucking pizzas, maybe he'll talk about our fucking store. But you have to be prepared for like a tequila tasting and a barbecue challenge at six forty-seven, and you're like, they're like, hey man, I'm here from Antonio's, and this is Wally the bartender, and we're gonna have a tequila taste off. And I'm like, I'm gonna be driving home at ten a.m. wasted. Yeah, you know, and then having to shit my brains out. Well, I don't drink and drive, Miguel. But uh, anyway, that's for the lawyers to sort out. Hey man, you don't have a day job. Do you, you know, this is also true. Were you with me when we did the Mike Kelta show? I when, was not when with Little, Little Jess. Little Jess Midget fucking died of alcohol poisoning at like at nine in the morning. Nine in the morning, Little Jess drank so much vodka that she died, and we you had to send her to the uh, to the ER, hospital. Yeah, yeah, but you kept rolling with the show. Yeah, I was like, ah, that's only one midget. And I, th- I think it was uh, John Lovitz. No, guy, no, who? Chris Catan, wasn't it? Yeah, it's Chris Catan. Chris Catan was on because I worked with him that weekend in uh, in doing shows. But, yeah, you guys killed a midget, and he was freaking out because he was like, oh, my God, the midget's dead. And you're like, ah, we got well, like, more. This happens all the time. Yeah. We got a couple more back at the tour bus. Yeah, we keep them. And as long midget as you, reserves. You get them wet, they multiply. It's true. And, and you feed them after midnight, and they're good to go. But I might busied you, bro. I threw you off topic. And no, it's would- okay. I'll go right back to the thing I was talking about. I had a shitty employee who was stealing my shit blind. And uh, I found out uh, one of my followers on my Snapchat says, hey, man, uh, uh, are you at the pawn shop right now in Fairbanks? I was like, no. It's like, well, like someone with your leopard print van is at the pawn shop, and they walked in with a leaf blower. 
I was like, mm, all right, let me, let me, let me investigate a little bit. So I run, I run down to the the shop. Did you I, think at any moment it was somebody stealing, or no? You just I just thought, okay, maybe they're like I bet, fixing something. This is what I, I was exactly thinking. I bet you thought. These motherfuckers broke some shit, and they're trying to get it fixed without letting me know. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of things that go, go down here pretty shitty, and they're like, listen, all right, let's just keep it between us. Let's just fix it. But when those guys fix later. it, usually it's like they fixed it. They spent their own cash on it because they're like, I cannot let Mike know that we yeah, need Yeah, they definitely don't spend their own cash. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a good thought. It's a good, it's a good story, maybe. <laughs> Maybe one day they'll be responsible for their actions. Exactly. It's fucking, you look at your credit card statement, you're like, why am I paying $126 to have this motor fixed? Oh! Oh, yeah, that. <laughs> you know? Yeah, by the way. Well, uh, this guy obviously had a drug problem and was very good. If you know anything about drug addicts, they're really good at uh, acting and lying and making you believe what they say. And what sucks about somebody like that is then you then you go retrospectively, you start looking back, and you're like, son of a bitch. Because I remembered every time we would be doing something in the middle of the day, we'd be like, where the fuck is this guy? And then he would come back like all dirty. Sorry, man, I was... Digging a trench over here. I was hawking my my mom's, my grandma's fucking sewing machine down here at Mike's Pond. And he always said that his parents had, like, his mom had, like, medical problems and stuff. He'd be like, I got to go see my mom for a couple hours. Then he'd come back and be like, how was your visit with my mom? He's like, my mom, my visits make me sleepy and drool. No. You know? <laughs> my mom's hair, I mean, uh, biscuits are great. Yeah. After I visit my mom, I like to smoke a couple cigarettes, fuck, and pass out somewhere. And so, then I itch all over. <laughs> what happened was, and if, if you follow me, uh, recently or the last couple of years you, you remember this because it became a very like a uh, highlight story of what was going on like a you know it was like a, it was like when Hulk Hogan joined the NWO it was like yo this is a good story we're gonna run with this one so this guy his name is Kyle um, redneck dude came to us from a guy named Charles and I think uh, he's a good dude and he was a hard worker but apparently he had a problem with the drugs, and he had a problem with stealing all my shit. Problem is I got a lot of shit, and I don't always know where it's at. And this is back when I was, like, you know, dying of sleep apnea, and I was, like, pretty much, like, yeah, whatever you go. We've talked about it before, guys. but the sleep apnea days with Mike uh, were... It's tragic, honestly. It was tragic. It's funny, but, but it's not funny, funny as fuck now. Just because I, I've, I've literally bought a gun in my sleep one time, <laughs> that was the best. and I text my friend I'm like, "Yo, uh, you left your uh, you le- you left your guns over." He's like, "What? What?" Like, <laughs> and thank God he was honest. He was like, "No, you bought those." And I was like, "What?" He's like, "Yeah." I was like, "Where'd you get the money?" He's like, "You're safe." I was like, "What?" <laughs> See, I, I bought I bought uh, I spent several thousand dollars in my sleep before, but uh, so this dude was stealing my shit. And he was smooth about it, and he would steal shit like that I didn't really notice, and he was going on for quite a while. He would steal a lot of optics from the weapons and stuff. He's like, Mike, can I go shoot some uh, rabbits? I, I yeah. love shooting rabbits, Mike. So I'm like, yeah, whatever. Fucking, I I'm mean, going to take these three ARs to go shoot some rabbits. And I had like these like <laughs> and f- this microphone. $500 fucking lasers yeah. and shit on there. And I guess he'd put it right back on the wall right in front of me, and I wouldn't be like, Wait a minute. According to my rental log here, this thing had a, an optic on here, and it seemed to me. And he was taking things. He took like a microphone that was worth a couple grand, just the most random shit. And uh, thank God this uh, Lake County uh, detective was so cool because he was like, "Okay, I'm not supposed to do this, but here's everything he's pawned the last year." I was like, "Oh shit!" And it was like it was like a scavenger. I'm like, "Wow, I yeah, I don't know." If, I don't know and if it was the like sewing three, machine's mine, but I know pretty much everything else on this fucking list is mine. And it was like three pawn shops he would go to. He was smooth. like a triad of it, yeah. He would go, he would drive a distance, you know, and, and I was like thinking, man, these motherfuckers have to know he's hopped up on some shit. 
And yeah, I when you sell a five hundred dollar laser for seventeen bucks, yeah. you got to know you're dealing with a dope fee. And he's like scratching himself, and he's like, "Can I just get a? Can I just get twenty five fucking dollars for he this?" He was good at hiding it. Uh, I didn't ever really like. I wouldn't be up his ass. I would kind of like you know just check in every now and then. Hey, Mister Mike, how's it going? Yeah, everything's good. Blah blah blah. And um, well, fucking everything wasn't good because apparently. He had went to the pawn shop. Luckily, one of my followers seen the, the van. Don't the, the rule is, if you are gonna steal from your boss and go to and go pawn shit, don't take his leopard print van. It's kind of like a little, it's a little, uh, little giveaway. And um, I was like, man, let me check, see if the the leaf blower is here. And it's like it was like a five hundred dollar still, fucking a uh, leaf blower. And he pawned it for like fifty some bucks or something. And I went down there and it wasn't there and I was like, Oh my god, this motherfucker and I called the pawn shop. I said, Hey, uh uh quick second and I can hear him in the background as they're transacting with another sales associate at Mike's Pond's shop on Fairbanks. Poor guy and his wife went through hell because I turned my followers, who are the best followers in the world. Thank you guys for tell, watching. And tell them what happened. You you're you're talking to him though on the phone. And I can hear him uh like negotiate. I'm like, hey, is there a guy in there with a leaf blower? And he kind of like stopped. He's like, uh, sir, I can't tell you that. There's not like an attorney client pawn shop privilege. He's like, oh, in his I, world, there was. He's like, listen, sir, your wife, your doctor, your lawyer, your accountant, and your pawnbroker yeah. cannot be drug into trial to talk. <laughs> yeah, no, they have like some, I don't know if it's illegal, ethical shit, but apparently when someone steals your shit, uh, you got to get a police report to do it, and then technically, um, the, the you have to pay what the pawn shop. Uh, basically, the pawn shop can't lose money, so you have to pay what they uh, got, what they gave the guy the money for to get it back, and even if it's yours. That's ridiculous. Yeah, it's pretty fucked up. But uh, my followers wasn't feeling that either, so. We uh, let's say they had the they they disconnected their phone for about a week. I remember your followers were giving them bad ratings for say like all over all over Yelp and everything was like you guys shouldn't buy stolen leaf blowers and their rating went from like a four point five to a zero or to like a two and then a one and and they were calling us up and we were yeah. like we were like there's not much because I was on the other end we're like there's not much we can do we what we try to tell people well, we, all we the had time. a conversation I was like yeah. hey listen my name is Mike. Uh, I fucking have a leaf blower. I talked to one of your sales associate. I think he was trying to cover up for the negligence of one yeah. of his employees. And uh, they bought it anyways. No one damn it. I was telling him it's mine while I was in the store. You can't get caught more red-handed. But that's at least what I thought. Yeah. So when he made his way home, um, we were all at the front gate with cameras rolling and everything. He shows up, and instantly you could tell something wasn't right. And uh, I already had the cops there because I was like, if this motherfucker pops off, I'm, I'm going to have to fucking shoot this guy. So, um, and then, you know, sure, it's my secret fantasy to kill someone legally on my property, you know, but I was like, eh, is it worth it? No. So I called the police, had them there. So they were kind of like waiting in the back. And when you went down, go down the long driveway, once you make make a turn down there, you ain't coming down. You got to go all, you got to commit. So you're down. And I say, hey, player, what's going on, man? I was like, hey, uh, where'd you come from? Oh, went to my mom's. And I was like, where else you go? He goes, nowhere. I was like, you didn't go anywhere else. Because I, I wanted to be very legal and very stern with my wording. Like, or So you were not in my van anywhere else in the last four hours. Like, nope, not at all. 
And uh, I was like, motherfucker, fuck you. You are done. You stole my shit. No, I swear. I swear. I was like, cops, go ahead. Take, take, send this motherfucker to jail. Hey, tell him the best part about the receipt from the he shop. He had the fucking receipt of the pawn shop in his pocket. And I got his phone because, you know, like when you get arrested, you're like, yo, hey, someone grab my yeah. phone. So we, he grabbed it to one of the other guys who were filming, handed it to him, and he logged in his uh, Facebook. And once I realized he 100% stole it, then he popped off and acted like that we, like, set him up. And I was like, nah, dog. And I was, like, hurt at the same yeah. time. Same, same time I was angry. So, yeah, I found uh, some photos of his dick, full body, uh, naked fucking photos of his dick and shit on his uh, photo gallery. And I uploaded it to his Facebook and definitely wrote a nice long message like, hey, guys, I'm a drug addict piece of shit, and I had a really good job, and Mike Busey fucking didn't deserve to have 80 different items stolen from him. And by the way, here's a picture of my dick. And I had his, like, mom, his dad, or I don't, it wasn't his dad, it was, like, his sister, his mom or something. I still get the messages. They're like, please, please take this down. And then uh, no one could get into his, his Facebook, so... It was like, whoa. I love how no one was reporting it either, though, because he only had like 20 people on his Facebook. So they're all like, nice. You know? Everybody who knew him is probably like, fucking yeah. Yeah, and he was all proud. He was sitting in the mirror like, it was yeah, a very, I'm going to tell you this way. It was an aggressive dick pic. Like, there's a couple kinds of dick pics you can send. Coming to fuck yeah, you. Th- that was, yeah, that was definitely like, ready or not, here I come. And then also, it was, I tell you this, though, it was, I remember this part. It was a semi dick pic, which is, that I will say it is not the hard. Not it is soft. the gentleman dick pic. He was he was he was definitely fluffed up and ready to rock. Yeah, because you can't send a rager like a full on rager. It was like forty five percent elephant trunk. Like yeah. it was like ready to go up in the air, but it wasn't like meow. It was it was it was like it was at attention, but ready to jump out the chair. Yeah, you, the dick pic had just clicked off the safety, but the weapon was still holstered. So I scarred you know? his entire family. You know, they definitely saw their son and their their brother and their fucking nephew fucking. Imagine that, like, you see your son's dick. It's not a big deal because you made that dick and you've seen it a hundred times. Hey, hold on. Let me, it wasn't just his dick. It was his entire naked body holding his shitty, like, Nokia phone in the mirror. And it was, like, a dirty bathroom. Like, it was, like, yeah. you know when you see those dick pics? It's like, yo, could you have cleaned up, like, the bathroom a little bit or the room? Like, pick up your floor, you dirty bastard. Yeah. Like, you're about to send a dick pic and you didn't even, like, fucking. Like, all my dick pics are sent in sepia. Because I think it makes it look like an outlaw in Mexico or something. Shout out to that new iPhone fucking, like, fisheye. That thing gives my dick at least a good inch or two. Yeah. I also, I went, I went ahead and bought all these little props. So, like, there's, like... We've been talking about the glamour cocks. Glamour cocks. I have, like, want to do. I, want, I don't want to give everybody that, but we'll do the glamour cocks bit this month. We'll do it Can this month. Can we talk month. about it? No. Let's oh, talk okay. about it after we shoot it. Good glamour cocks? It's coming, people. The, uh, just, just know that it's coming. It's going to change the dick pic game. Oh, yeah. What, uh... I know this is like a segue, but this is how we do business. Your first snap ever was a dick pic, wasn't it? Well, when I, f- I, I, was, I was hanging out with a bunch of these like hot little model chicks in Miami one weekend. And they're like, oh, my God, hi, Snapchat. And I was like, what the fuck are y'all doing? And she was like, oh, it's this new thing called Snapchat. You like it. It's so cool. Like, you take a picture or a video, and then you post it, and then, like, it disappears in 24 hours. I was like... Well, why the fuck would I want to take a picture of something that disappears in 24 hours? I'd be hoarding my memories. I want them all, bitch. You know? She's like, but it's, like, uncensored. I was like, oh, really? Tell me more. So I guess when I made it a fucking count, I added everyone, and I notified all my contacts. that, like, yo, hey, here's my username. Follow me. And then I, pretended, I, uh, I proceeded to have sex with this uh, beautiful girl from uh, Baltimore, uh, and I jizzed all over her. <laughs> 
And I put it on my Snapchat, and then literally, like, my phone blew up, and my friends were like, yo, bro, uh, you're not supposed to post it on your story. That's what you send to your bros. And I was like, what? What's a story? They're like, oh, my God, bro. And then he's like, yo, check it out. Like, look, you can see if uh, people screenshots it and how many views you got. I was like, what the? 10,000 fucking people have seen this. What the fuck? And... I might have Twittered it, like, yo, I got Snapchat now. And apparently, like, 10,000 people definitely saw, like, a sex tape right away. And then at that moment, I knew I was on to something. So I was like, all right, maybe. Because maybe. I had been deleted from every single social media multiple times for fucking violating the terms of services. This was before your, tr- your now famous or infamous slow-mo jizz shots. Oh, yeah. Because that filter really wasn't available. And that, that wasn't available on the iPhone at that time, slow-mo. It wasn't. And I'm actually pretty jealous because I actually was watching Brazzer TV. I pay $50 a month. Basically, for I want to cut you off. One thing porn. I love about your browser TV is I walk past the TV and I'm never sure if what I'm watching is porn or it's just a show. And I watched like 12 minutes of House Hunters because I was like, "Damn, I want to see this girl get fucked." And You're then like, I was just like, "Well, she's really gonna buy the house." Like, <laughs> Damn it, they closed. Yeah. Fuck, I thought the the Puerto Rican guy was gonna buy the yard. Yeah, because the real estate agent wasn't that hot, and I was like, "This is a little weird." Real estate agent's not like, that hot, but the husband it. was kind of tubby, and I was like, "Yeah, they're casting Realistic. you, bro. Nice, yeah." And Equality. The, the woman was banging, and then they walked in the house with a kid, and I was like, "Brazzers, Whoa. what the fuck?" Like, Whoa! I know that the kid, and then the kid ran off, and I was like, "That's still racy, like." Yeah, that's edgy. They're gonna they're gonna win an award at the AVM. Yeah, and one. then there was a dog in the backyard, and I was like, "Is this fucking European Brazzers?" Like, you just, just brought up a good point. I never see like. Dogs in the background or nothing like Mm-mm. yo who's all you tell me all these hoes don't got a fucking chihuahua come yeah, on man. man not one of these porn star bitches got a fucking you know uh, a cat I never you seen a cat what? or nothing in a porn I never house. seen a cat in a porn I never seen a dog I've I've never I think I've seen fish tanks um, I've never I've ne- there's a lot of things in porn houses that I've never seen man I've never seen them do a porn and I've seen people get stuck everywhere. Like literally, literally, you need to make sure in your house you check all your appliances because your wife, your wife is gonna be doing the laundry one day. And she's gonna get stuck, and God forbid she has a stepbrother, because then it's just gonna fuck everything up, man. I, I'm, I know. I this is one of the best stories, and this, this yes. is, this, I promise, not a segue. Yes, we just have to talk about porn. I think, I'm pretty sure we just talk about porn every show. But uh, our friend Roddy Rob is here, and this reminds me of literally the greatest porn story ever. I was in my closet that I lived in for ten years, and uh, metaphor. I had this uh, this this uh, cute little girl. She was a, a chef at Benihana's. Her Ooh. name was well, that doesn't matter. Uh, she was hot. I was like, "Are you sure you work there? You're not Asian. Like, let me see you do that thing with a spatula. Show me the volcano, yeah. bitch." And uh, I still to this day, I actually remember someone telling me she worked with her. I was like, "Hey, yo, does she does she do the volcano? Like, true, true, yeah. little spatula." I don't know, but she said she worked at fucking Benihana, so I believed it. We had great fucking sex. She was a super cool chick, but the bitch was, you know, shysty and was always doing her own thing. So she, uh, she one night, she says, you're coming through, and uh, I, she's like, yeah, I'm going to bring some girls. And I know what time that was, you know, because I, like, yeah. I, like, I like my things in pairs and, and triplets and whatever four it means. You marky mark fucking a funky bunch. Yeah. My little my little dick is likes to love everybody. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I'm like, okay, it's going down. I start drinking. I'm like, I'm hanging with the homies. I got the music going. I got the fog juice going. We about to party. Okay. Well, a little late. You know, a little later. Yeah, damn, it's been an hour. Oh, it's an hour and a half. Damn, before I know it, it's, it's like 4 or 5 a.m. And I'm like... 
So I, I sent her that last text. All right, I guess you're not coming. Have a good night. You know, when you want to get salty, but you, but you know you can't, you're like, you Yo, that, bitch. that fucking, that, that like, it's salt, but it's like also you could be like, if she hits you back, like, why are you being a dick? You're like, what do you mean? Yeah. I just we want all you done to that have a as good a guy. Night. I just, I just wanted to see you, babe. Yeah. So uh, I'm drinking. I'm like, yo, this is it. It's, it's a wrap. This, it's time to take it to the closet and beat it down. And I paid $50 a month uh, for the time. It was called Hustler uh, TV. Now we subscribe to Brazzer. I switched it up when we, when we came to this house. I feel we went a little classier. Yeah, a little, little higher quality. Shout out to Larry Flint, man, because he's still an OG. So pretty much 24 hours a day, hardcore penetration. I'm sitting there. I'm laying in my walk-in closet. I beat my dick. And as I ejaculate onto my carpet, which was a zebra, uh, like a $100 zebra throw rug I got from Walmart, I sit there, I'm like, oh, and I look at the TV, and I say, what the fuck? Damn, that bitch looks really familiar. And I'm like, what the fuck? And the asshole that I am, I grabbed my phone, and I typed in Panama City. And I found the name of, of the girl. Her, na- her name was Margo, or is Margo. And, uh, and I fucking uh, was like, you know, I'm going to text her. I'm like, hey, uh, hey, what's up? And she goes, she goes, who's this? I'm like, hey, this is Mike View. She's like, oh, hey, oh, my God, what's up? And I'm like, whoa, what the fuck? Damn, you answered this fucking late as fuck. I'm all, I'm like, hey, I didn't, I'm pretty sure I'm watching you get fucked in a porno. And she's like, oh, yeah, maybe. I was like, This is Damn. a different girl. This isn't Benny Hanna's girl. No, this okay. Benny Hanna bitch d- ditched me. Ditch she ditched me. So I jacked off, seen this girl. She answers. I confirm it's her. I'm like, no fucking way. This girl worked with me. She was abusive beauty for literally like four hours. We literally didn't have to go through that whole Benny Hanna story to get here. No, no, it circles <laughs> back around. Goddamn, okay, Miguel. All right, fuck you. Okay? Like literally, I'm like, wait a second. No, okay. My mind's all like still working on, Hold this, on. Benny this Hanna is, girl. This is a long story, but it's a good story. Okay? okay, we have a lot of pressure. Okay, let's show four. Right, we got to step it up. So. We're talking. I was like, hey, so how's Panama? She's like, well, I don't live in Panama anymore, actually. I actually moved to Orlando. I go, no fucking way. That's where I live. She goes, oh, my God, really? She's like, well, actually, I live in a town called St. Cloud. I go, get the fuck out of here. That's actually where I live. She's like, no fucking way. And it's like 5, 5.30 in the morning. And I was like, hey, so what are you doing right now? And normally, you know, I've, I've ejaculated and I have no longer no sexual desire, so I just go to sleep or eat something or both at the same time. Blah. And But then I was like, hey, you want to come through? She's like, hey, sure. I got to stay up. I got go, I got a flight. I got to go stay do a up movie. Skeet it up. I'm a porn actress. No, I don't think she did any of that. But she was going to fly to L.A. to do a scene or whatever. So I was like, come hang out. So we're kicking in. We're chilling. We have a fucking... A good old time. She actually gets naked, and I pause the TV, and I actually have her naked next to her own scene um, in the TV. Don't get, don't get, don't get emotional, Robert. Okay. Uh, and I was like, "Wow, that's so crazy!" Like I'm sitting here jacking my dick, and I see this girl, and then I meet her. So coincidentally, we're already like three times into some crazy coincidental dimension. So we talked and we chatted. She left. We didn't fuck. Didn't like. We just kind of like was like really flirty with each other, and uh, we talked. And she she was like, "Hey, I can't wait to see you." I'm like, "I want to see you too." And da da da. She was like, "Hey, well, I'll be back on this date." And it was like it was like three weeks, a month, or something like that. 
And uh, she says, hey, I'm going to finally come in. I can't wait to see you. I'm like, oh, hell yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was actually doing a live broadcast that night. And I knew she was coming through. And I was like, damn, this is a, this is a real life porn star. You know what I'm saying? I got to, I was like, I was like, I trimmed my dick up. I'm like, yo, it's going down. I stretched out. I'm like, oh, yeah, baby. So I'm like, I'm getting a little loose. I'm drinking the juice. You know what I'm saying? And she comes over. I'm like, hey, what's up? Oh, hey, you doing? And she was on the cover of this magazine, uh, Easy Rider magazine. She was on the cover. She's like, look. I'm like, oh, hey, we're chilling. And this is where my deep hatred for marijuana comes in. This motherfucker fires up. This biggest, fattest blunt I've ever seen. He was like, hey, you smoke weed? I was like, nope. And about 10 minutes later, she was unconscious sleeping on my couch. And I was like, motherfucking marijuana. You got me again. I'm already drunk as fuck. I'm ready to get down like fucking Bobby Brown. And, you know, your boy don't fuck with bitches when they're unconscious. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, oh. So I put a little blanket over her. Thank you for that, I guess. Yes, thank <laughs> you. Just, just, just in case you know. Just in case you didn't know. So I was like, all right, this, this is it. Now I'm all fired up. I'm like, damn, what am I going to go back to the closet and jack off? Now, real quick, though, when you, whenever a girl passes out at your house, I know this is like a guy thing. Like, you're like, fuck. So you get her a blanket and a pillow and all this stuff. But it's like you aggressively put it on wherever she's like, here's your fucking pillow. Here, bitch. Here's your blanket. Here's your bread and here's water. Your, yeah, here's your cup of water just in case you wake up with your mouth thirsty. And I'm going to close my bedroom door because I'm firing one off. Yes. And I don't need you walking in. Yeah. And then, and then in the morning, they're always like, hey, I'm sorry, I passed out. You're like, no, it's cool. <laughs> so I got to go to work in like six hours. What are you going to go? Fucking. So I'm drunk. She's passed the fuck out. OD on THC. And I'm like, and I was like kind of talking shit like because I was still broadcasting for a little bit. I was like, this is the worst goddamn porn star I've ever seen in my life. I was like, you ain't partying, bitch. What the fuck? I was, I was, I was a little salty. I was a little, yeah. just a little salty. So I was like, man, fuck. I knew what I had to do. And that brings me back to the Benihana. I said, hey, listen up. Hey, what up, baby? Texted her. Ding. Hey, what's up? I'm like, I'm drunk. You want to fuck? She's like, I'll be there in 20. I was like, oh, all right, bet. So I'm like, all right, cool. At least I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hate fuck this girl. I'm going to give her the best sex ever. And that's what I fucking did. She came over, and I gave her the best at least five to 10 minutes. It felt like 25, 30 to me. Okay. Little did I know while I was fucking, and I had I had cameras all over my house, of course, you know, so accountability. You can, I could watch my, myself die in sleep, and it'll be on YouTube when I'm fucking finally dead or some shit. Or every every girl I've had sex with in Sauce Castle uh, 7 was on camera consensually, and uh, I was like, oh, okay, cool. Um, I guess this is where I was blacked out a little bit. I was fucking. Uh, little did I know. Little did I know. Are we going to get something from Roy's now or no. like Capitol Grill? Like, what? Um, Little did I know. <laughs> what restaurant are we going to now? This is just a, a, a fake story to promote Benny. I was about to say, like, really, did Benny Anna cut us a check? And I'm not sure because still there was never no need for all the mention of Benny Hanna. And I, haven't been, I went to Kobe's, okay? I switched it up. <laughs> I was a little bitter. So little did I know, I guess uh, my, my giant fat body was making some ruckus and maybe startled. Somebody where they're asleep, and next thing they're awake, and they're staring at this giant monitor, and she's like ten feet away. Like, which one on, is this, Benny Hanna or, Ma- uh, or the Margo? Margo. Her name is uh, Randy James. You can you can Google her, but it's all spelt all crazy, like R Y D D. Porn actresses like to spell things weird so that they don't, you know, offend the other porn actresses who can't read. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and I'm talking about the guys. Randy James <laughs> woke up. 
and I guess was watching, but right about that time, Mr. Old Rowdy Rob come up out of the fucking cabin out behind the pool. I hear like the teddy bear's picnic music in my head now. Oh, yeah. He's like, and Rowdy Rob, he ain't no player hater. He wasn't really aware of the situation at the current moment. I may have spoken about it 20, 30 times beforehand. However, 4.30 a.m. at the Sausage Castle, it's literally like the savannah in Africa. If you, you didn't see, get down, you yeah, better lay down. Yeah, get down and lay down. Yeah, so just like in those Nat Geo videos where you see the fucking the green eyes of the fucking prey looking for something on the, the side. The prey walks through the kitchen. So you can, It believes it is unseen, <laughs> but Rowdy's Rob's eyes see movement quick like lightning. And Rowdy Fierce. Rob has a giant-ass dick. A fucking he he worked on pipelines in in Texas, but he has a pipeline here. Huge hog. Yeah, yeah. Rowdy Rob's dick has like it, it, it telescopes, and it's yeah. Like Rowdy Rob's like seriously though, it's like if the, if if you want to talk like your dick as a tree, we are talking about a sequoia here. Yeah, for Redwood, sure. Redwood Lorax is afraid of it. You know. Just, yeah, big old brown thick motherfucker. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And he's got a really juicy ass, ladies. He got a plump little pooper a little too. Juicy little pooper. Like Rowdy Rob is inmate number one. He goes and does more than five years. And I don't even you know? know what the fuck he actually came in for. Probably to drain his giant ass dick, or just to come check on me. Maybe he was concerned. I don't know. But I guess Rowdy Rob's dick is like a viper. The pits and it felt heat. <laughs> it's like, wait a minute, they're stucking amongst yeah. the perimeter. Like Rowdy Rob's dick can't see, but it can catch movement. You know? <laughs> it's, it's like, like a, a game camera. Got him. I <laughs> yeah. caught him. Like night vision and shit. Yeah. So uh, next thing you know, Rowdy Rob comes in. He's like, oh, hey, what's up? Hey, I'm Rowdy Rob. I live here. What's up, baby? And he probably had a little fucking, uh, little fucking, uh, little fucking half chub. You know, he's fucking just got on urinating and shit <laughs> coming into the house. Do you get a chub when you piss? Sometimes. Sometimes I, I, I wake up with a rock oh, hard I dick. Wake up. I wake up, yeah, and he's like, what's up, sport? Let's go hit the running, you know? Like, And then, like, 6, 6 p.m., he's like, I'm done for the day, okay? So my dick's got banker's hours. Like, he's home by 8.30 with his kids. It um, turns the sign around, sorry, we're yeah, closed. closed. <laughs> sorry, dick's taken. Yeah. <laughs> so Roddy Rob came in, his big-ass dick, and that was a wrap after that because then they were basically sitting there watching me fuck. And I'm a freak, and I know they're freaks, so they were probably getting a little turned on. You're welcome, Rowdy Rob. But you were definitely just getting pissed. And I know. I don't even know what's happening. I'm drunk as fuck, fucking in my closet. The door's closed because I'm a gentleman, okay? But she was like a good 10 feet away, sleeping on the couch in the office. And I guess Rowdy Rob and them came in. They started watching. And then the rest was fucking history. I guess she, he just probably fucking pulled his big-ass hog out consensually. And next thing you know, fucking Rowdy Rob was in a two-year relationship. <laughs> I mean, I skipped the I skipped the fucking big part. I walked outside the next morning, and then she was gone, and I just thought she was gone. So I was hanging out with Benny Hanna chick, and the next thing you know, I'm like, oh, Rob, man, fuck, man. Porn star girl came over and fucking blah, blah, blah. And next thing you know, I see him come up. Uh, he, he came out, and I, I hear somebody in his cabin. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, because Rowdy Rob lived right behind the house in the stabbing cabin. Correct. Which was uh, its own little house, basically, with a port with AC unit on the side. And in the Sausage Castle, if you can get away from the main house, you have huge real estate because you can't do a lot of shit in the main house without fucking, like, 30 people at that That's time. That's how Roddy Rob survived th- that long because he, he lived there, but he didn't live there. He had his own piece of mind. Ten feet away from it. the house is huge. Steven, our producer, lives in a trailer, in a nice RV, uh, 
a, you know, a couple hundred yards from the house, and it's a fucking world of difference. Yeah, it's a whole new world. So I looked up, and Robert lives no. in a bunk upstairs, so he's fucked. I see Margot, <laughs> aka fucking Randy James, and I was like, oh, yep. Yeah. Was she coming and, out of the stabbing cabin? Yeah, I was like, motherfucker. And you can't follow that act. No, I can't. How am I going to follow it? And, and, and they got their marijuana fucking vibe, and he's got a huge dick, and he's got a juicy pooper. He's a handsome guy, you know, and fucking. Uh, he's got a, a big, beautiful dog. And he probably time. had a lot of good fucking sex for a couple years. You know, they, they were doing serious things. They were hanging out, going on dates and shit. She had a hot little sister, and. Then I forgave her, gave him, forgave him for a little bit. I was like, maybe I can fuck this sister, you know. What I'm but no, that didn't happen. And fucking, you know, fucking, that was it. And I definitely make sure I remind Roddy Rob of that assist that he, uh, that he slash robbery. What are, is that one of the biggest cock blocks of all time for you, or like? No, oh, I've I've had guys literally like whisper into girls' ears like crazy shit. Like, it's hey, by the way, I'm like they look at like hey, what the fuck. Like, hey, why is this bald guy saying all this crazy shit? I'm like, who? I was like, fuck this guy, this motherfucker. Like, I, I've seen vicious sword fights go I, down in my living room. I will say this. I remember one time, this is, and Mike doesn't cock block, man. He doesn't mean to and try to. If it happens, it's always genuinely an accident that True involves story. miscommunication. But I remember one time you'd be like, lit. But, yeah, but. you'd be in lit, and we were at, uh, we were at, uh, what's this strip club on 50? Um, uh, Dancers Royale. We're at Dancers Royale, and Midget Mac brought this girl in, See, and Mike's right. already lit. No, I don't look, remember any of this because Mike's already lit. Midget Mac brings this girl in. Mike's got a little VIP area. Uh, when we go to the strip club, here's another thing too. When we go to the strip club, there's a lot of chaos going on, and mostly. I'm handling all the payments of everything, getting the bottles. So I like to actually sit away from everybody so that I can just enjoy. I'm, I'm literally that square. So And I like strip clubs, but I'm that square when we go to the strip club together at the bar drinking a soda because I'm like, oh, listen, motherfuckers, everything that happens tonight is my responsibility. Well, it, it comes in <laughs> such handy because if you're smart and you know, because I remember the first time I went to a strip club, all my homies kept saying, whatever you do, just be prepared to say no, prepared to say no, just wait it out. And I saw first butt naked girl walking in Mos Venus. I was like, oh my, oh. I was like, I didn't even, I'm like, take it, just take my money. I'm at the ATM. I, my, my bank account was overdrafted. I remember going to Bank of America. They're like, you have some overdraft charges from a Mos Venus gentleman. I'm like, oh, that's not me. I was like, oh, fuck. I like yeah, when you maybe go to it the, was me. The best is when you go to the strip club ATM and you're like, okay, $17 for this transaction. Pretty reasonable. You know? And you got a $20 bill back. What <laughs> yeah. the fuck? But what happened with this time was literally Midge and Matt came in with this girl. Uh, you were kicking it. You had some girl you were with. Uh, I don't know who you were seeing at the time, but you also knew the uh, the, the bartender and the, and the service girl. And so you got them all on. You grinded. And then Midge and Max coming to introduce this girl to you. <laughs> and Mike's like, hey, and just grabs her over and pulls her over because Mike's blasted drunk. Thinking consensually. Midget, consensually. Totally consensually. But Mike's blasted drunk thinking, oh, Midget Max is just like, hey, meet this girl, too. And this girl's like, ooh, Mike Busey, that's a, uh, he owns the house. You know, and she comes over with him, and then Mac has to sit there throughout the night watching this girl all on mic with these other girls. And, and, <laughs> and my defense, I I thought she was like, I thought she belonged to the streets. I didn't know he was putting in some time. <laughs> yeah, and the best was when we were talking about it the next day, and you're like, I don't even know what the fuck you're talking about, Mac. I had my own girls, and you're like showing pictures. He's like, that's the girl. <laughs> <laughs> See, at the time, there is a point to where I, I do drink so much to where I'm like, all right, anything goes. Like, 
I had sex uh, dressed up as Captain Spaulding, a full clown outfit in the tour bus in front of like 30 people and don't remember having sex with this girl. And then thank God Robert was there to uh, remind me every five minutes about how much he loved her, uh, our photographer. And was like, you fucked the one I was talking to, Mike. <laughs> so Yo, he was definitely fucking salty. But I don't. I was like, Robert, I, if a tree falls in the wood, no one hears it. Did it fall? Because I don't remember fucking happening. You know what I'm saying? Was, I, unfortunately, I had a girl one time lie to me and say, I was like, hey, dude, I woke up. My dick felt like fucking hamburger helper. I was like, God damn, my dick. <laughs> but someone threw my dick in a, a cheese grinder last night. I was, Woo, I'm feeling sore. You know, I'm big, you know, like the fat guys, uh, if you're a big guy like me and you ever stretch out your thighs, you get those little red, like, stretch marks <laughs> between the crevice, and it starts to smell like rotted fucking flesh and it's shit. that parts. That's you. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, thought it, I thought it was everybody, but apparently I'm just the only it one. It shouldn't be rotten flesh. The stretch marks, discoloration, that's the fat guy game. But, uh, you know. Uh, where was I? T- uh, Who the fuck knows? Yeah, I was, yeah. this girl literally lied to me and was like, yeah, we didn't fuck. I was like, are you sure? And then I went and looked at my cameras. I had not only fucked her, but like three other girls. And they, they pushed me on the bed. They took advantage of me. I was, I was drunk. But I didn't press charges, obviously. You know, I was fucking definitely into it, apparently, at the time. So I guess, it's, I, guess I let them go. <laughs> so, you know. I got fucking $500 in my pocket right now. What the fuck were we talking about, Mike? Um, strip club, <laughs> strip club. He's like, I can walk it back, sort of, and then I lose it. It's all foggy. I think the aliens abducted me. That's what I started calling it. I was like, getting. There was a point where I don't know if I just got some some uh, head damage and shit from all these uh, concussions I've endured over the years. But there's definitely uh, a lot of nights that uh, I do not recall. Do you ever you ever ran into somebody downtown, and every time you run into him, you're drunk, and then you see him when you're sober, and you're like. How do I know this guy? Yeah. And you look at him, you're like, I know I know this guy or this. I know this girl, but I don't know why. And it's because they only exist in my fucking alien abduction of drunkenness. I used to I used to work at a, I used to bartend with this guy and uh, he's, he's get blackout fucking drunk, blackout drunk. His name was Josh and he would get blackout drunk and he would live in those fucking like stay here for a week hotels and shit like that all on OBT, which if you guys don't know Orlando, there's an area called Orange Blossom Trail and the uh, hood. It, yeah, it, get, it gets hoodie. It used to be like the track where all the hookers would walk and stuff and it had all those like those day rate hotels and shit. This guy would stay in all of them and we bartended together and sometimes I'd give him a ride home because he didn't have a car and I took him one time to a Hess gas station, and we walked in, and he was like, hey, you know, uh, he was always like, give me a ride, and I'll buy you beer or whatever you want. So I was like, cool. We walk into this Hess. Uh, we've never been there before. And the guy's like, hey, the Hess guy's like, you two get the fuck out of here. And I was like, what the fuck is your problem? And he's like, hey, man, I don't got no problem with you, buddy, but he can't come in here. And Josh, oh, is, like, Josh is like, dude, I don't know you. I've never. And before he could finish, the fucking Hess guy's like, Josh? Josh? And Josh was like, oh, he goes, yeah, you're never allowed here. And Josh was like, I was going to go stay at the hotel. He goes, oh, the hotel won't fuck with you either. <laughs> this guy had no knowledge that he was banned from a hotel in a Hess gas station. This dude also met a hooker one time. What a disappointment. He, well, he pulled up one time. He said he was walking up to a hooker, and he was like, excuse me. And she literally goes, fuck you, Josh, and walked away. <laughs> Damn, this Josh guy sounds like a fucking animal. He used to get blacked. He smoked crack at work, man. Oh, that, that'll definitely he used do to smoke crack. But the thing about it is. Should have started the story off with that. Smoke crack. Hey, and here's the thing though. We knew that if we let him smoke crack at the end of the night, he'd be high for like an hour while everybody was cleaning. And then whatever you were done with, you'd be like, hey, Josh, you got to clean the rest of the bar. He'd be like, that's fine. 
I just smoked crack for an hour. <laughs> Fucking good to go. And you'd be like, you, so you'd start breaking down the bar at like 11. And then by 12 o'clock, he'd be like, all right, Josh, you got to do all the deep cleaning and shit like that. And he's just blazed like, sounds like a reasonable idea to me. Let me just throw up over here and clean it up. I definitely never given no guy crack, but there was a, there was a period of a couple of late nights we had to get ready for a party. And, you know, obviously there was no budget, so we were just fucking wheeling and dealing wherever we could. And I was definitely handing out some hydroxy cuts and Red Bulls. <laughs> I'm like, come, are you sure you don't want some more hydroxy cuts? And I remember this dude being like, what is the hydroxy cut? I'm like, bro, it's this fucking pill. You're going to love it. And then, and then all of a sudden, the fucking stage got built really good, really fast. Well, I was it really good, but it got built fast. You gave him the infantry diet. You're like, here's a little dip. Here's a little rip fuel. Go save America. You know, <laughs> it's like if you're going to if you're going to work for me uh, and do opiates, at least do uppers. You know, like I want to I want to get productivity out of you. If you're we should talk along, about it in meetings, man. We're going to drug test. And if you're not on uppers, that's you it gots to go. Gots to go. <laughs> yeah. That lawn is getting mowed way too slow. Yeah. You got to got to got to put some fucking pep in it, you know, a little pep in the step. Yeah, we've uh, we've had a, a series of employees that have had uh, substance problems. And the best part, it's horrible. So I don't want to say the best part, but one of if you want to find the best part about drugs are kids. Yeah, kids. The best part about drugs are when these people get caught, they deny, 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 and then they always end it with, "Mike, I need help." Oh (laughs) yeah. It's like, it's Mike. I'm sorry. I've I've definitely tried to get several people into rehab before. Yeah, and none of them have taken the offer that we put. No, and I'm some of them glad they didn't because you know rehab isn't very cheap. Yeah. But like some of them I know we're going to be getting high at rehab. They're, yeah. I wish there was a I know they I know they have a sex rehab, but I mean, is there really a sex rehab? I don't know because here's the deal. Here's the deal with sex addiction. And are they hot? The people who say they're sex addicts are usually like celebrities getting caught cheating on their wife. They're not like, I'm giving hand jobs out at truck stops all day long. I can't stop. I'm a sex addict. They're like, yeah, I had this threesome with these two hot bitches and my wife found out because I'm a sex addict. Oh, no. <laughs> you know, like real sex addicts are like, I blew two dudes at a Hess gas station and then let a guy jack off on my leg. I think it's disgusting. I'm a sex addict. They're not like, yeah, man, so I'm Tiger Woods. I'm a sex addict. Oh. You know, that dude's just fucking hot chicks. Yeah. That's not an addiction. That's a bad choice and a good choice. Yeah, I I, I can definitely say uh, pussy definitely runs the world. I mean, sometimes I look at a girl and I'm just like, damn, how cool would it be just to wake up knowing that your cell phone bill is definitely getting paid this month? <laughs> I mean, it's like you don't even have to fucking try very hard. Like women are the most like murdered group of people in the world, the most assaulted. They have like lower pay levels, and Mike's like. The life. <laughs> I wouldn't have to pay for myself. But at the end of the day, you're like, would you really want to suck some dude's dick to drive a Honda Civic? I mean, come on. I mean, it's, I mean, and you know, and there's there's science behind it. There's reasoning. That's why most guys with huge ass dicks that are handsome that have money are all pieces of shit. They're not gonna be a good boyfriend or husband or spouse. They're they're used to having a, a, a wide variety of choices, and they can turn and burn, turn and burn. And that's why you should fuck a, uh, a overweight guy like me and you, Miguel. I think that's science, ladies. I mean, I mean that's why that's why I get sex. Is they're like, man, my boyfriend's got a huge dick and he's really fucking handsome. He got a whole lot of money, but there's something about you, Mike. That little dick and that that little fucking gut of yours, man. I I don't know, Mike. I just I just like it. <laughs> it was one of my like worst. my father that I never had. I can just <laughs> hug you at night. One of my worst experiences was at this girl. Uh, 
and we had worked together and she was flirtatious hard and then she was finally like we you know we should go we hang out and we went back and we ended up back to my place and we're like making out on my couch and she looks at me and she's like i heard you have a monster cock and i was like oh no <laughs> like, oh, oh. Well, i was like what and she's like i heard you have a huge dick and i was like you're saying that really sexy. I was like, I need to track down this information source because this is going to fuck me up. Like, like it's cool. It's like being like, man, this guy throws a 95 per hour fastball. Cool. It gets me in the game. But when it's time to throw the fastball, oh. <laughs> I'm like floating a fucking 62 mile per hour dove. True story. You know? True story. It really, it really got me terrified, though, because I was like, um, and that's why you're here. I was like, okay. We can do other cool stuff. <laughs> do you like Monopoly? Yeah. It was like 19, or it was like 2012. I was like, have you tried Netflix? It's really cool. I get these CDs in the mail. Hold on. Let me show you. You know? Like, I, I remember those little, little white. They weren't even hard shell ones. They were like no. the white paper, like paper fucking little cases that came in. As, as a guy, I'm going to tell you guys out there, if you think it's cool to lie about anything about you uh, to get a girl, just know this. You're going to have to prove use or somehow illustrate you can do, you have, or any of that's available to you. So Why does set the bar really low? Set the bar low as fuck. Like, literally, if for your Tinder profile, you should just be crying. I've had you girls go, oh, it's not that small. That, that, hey, 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 hey. That's, that must feel great, though. Hey, no, true story. One time I was fucking this girl, and I believe she was Filipino, hot as fuck, because I've only had sex with, like, five girls that I would not admit to, uh, by the way. I've been very, very lucky. Ugly, fat dude. Small penis have had a lot of fucking awesome sex. And, I mean, I don't want to brag. Sometimes I can't even talk about it because I seem like I feel like an asshole. But uh, I was fucking this girl one time, and I heard her go, I, I, oh, daddy, oh, daddy, your dick's so big. And when she said that, I heard her say, your dick's so big. What I heard was like, oh, man. Ew. This penis literally went from rock hard to soft as a fucking noodle. Why? Because I was like, this, you lying ass bitch. <laughs> you know this dick ain't big. Why are you playing games with me? And I'm sitting there pumping. I start slowing down. I'm like, and she's like, oh, so big. Oh, so big. Oh, daddy's so big. And I was like, oh, you fucking, how dare you? You, you know my dick's not big. You lying ass bitch. Now I gotta, I can't trust you. What else I are can't you pass out. You're gonna steal all my shit. <laughs> I'm gonna wake up, my fucking shoes are gone, my fucking dog is gone, you fucking stole everything in the house. You get done fucking her and you're like, you have to leave. She's like, what? You're like, your character's in question. No, one, uh, last time I was in Vegas, I got so drunk, I had to call a couple, I was calling a couple of my friends, like, yo, hey. And I, I was like, so want everyone to know I put my money underneath this couch, this, this couch cushion. So if I get robbed, because, you know, motherfucker, after I know you could do whatever. I could fuck, you could have a fucking parade in the room. I, that's it. So if, I, and I know a lot of homies have been hustled by some ladies of the night. Next thing they they come back to the hotel and fucking boom, that's it. They get, they get robbed. Everything gone. Matter, matter of fact, me and Midget Mac were in uh, New Orleans. That's when I wiped my ass, my shitty ass on the curtain in the Ritz-Carlton at the end of the tour. And fucking, uh, it was like 4 or 5 in the morning. We're hanging out with these giant ass, like, rats walking the street. They look like fucking min miniature cats walking around. <laughs> Nutri rats. Nutri rats. Yeah, this cute ass little black girl comes up. Hey, what's up? I'm like, damn, I think this girl likes us. She's oh, damn, what's up, baby? I was like, I ain't scared of the dark. What's up, baby? 
She's like, oh, shit, is that Midget Mag? And Midget Mag, you know, he had, he had a little cash to burn. He had a little hole in his pocket. Been on a nice long tour. So we're like, hey, how would you like to go back to our hotel? And, and her and her little girlfriend who, who randomly kept running up to cars and saying, hey, how you doing? Want to have some fun tonight? I was like, Mag, I think these bitches be hooking. And he was, and he was wasted, but I was wasted. But sometimes I could be blacked out. I'm like, wait a minute. My, 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 uh, my instincts kicking like, wait a minute. It's not right. Think this is a prostitute, Midget Mac. He's like, ah, whatever. I got, I got some money on. How much? How much for some head? And we get, we walked like it felt like in fat people's um, time. It felt like fucking four miles, but it was only about like four blocks. And it's, New Orleans isn't exactly the best place to walk around at fucking five, six o'clock in the morning with a, a, a little midget and a couple uh, prostitutes. So uh, we show up to the hotel, and I was like, wait a minute, stop. You got any weapons on you? Let me check your purses. And I made these bitches fucking pull their purses out and fucking emptied them out. I was like, all right, let's go. And we walked upstairs, and Midget Mac was definitely bullshitting for a little too long. He was telling them about how many Instagram followers he's got for a while. Like, ooh, 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 ooh. And fucking uh, finally, they got out to the nitty-gritty. I think she wanted like 50 bucks for a blowjob, and I wanted to film it. So I was like, well, can I film it? And, and, you know, if you're a lady of the night, which I do not judge, shout out to all the ladies who want to sell their pussy. I got no problem with it. Okay. Uh, she uh, was like, so is your friend going to stay in here? And, he, and he's like, yeah, that's my man. He stayed right here. And I didn't want to be like, because you can't tell her. It's like when you go to a strip club. Oh, listen, baby, I promise. I've been here. My house is a strip club. I fuck hot and, strippers just like you. And technically, it's got to cost extra. If oh yeah, your no, homeboy is fifty more there. dollars. Yeah, it has to. I was like, hey, I got fifty more on it if you let me film this shit. She's like, all right, well, don't get, don't get my face. You know, I got everything. <laughs> uh, I was filming the whole thing like three D, gliding, swooping, panning and shit, getting close up on the dick. And I Lens watched, I watched Major Mac got a uh, got a blowjob from a prostitute in New Orleans at six in the morning at the Ritz Carlton. Then I woke up and w- I had I had fucking swamp ass and. I, and I, I don't know, this little fucking curtain was just waving in the fucking, the AC air talking to me. I was like, that's where I'll wipe my ass. And I put it on there. And every time you walk by, you can just smell wait, this shit smell. Wait, I, I, I got to interrupt you. Did the, did the hookers rob you guys? No, but. The Motherfucker, mid- that's mid- where mid- this was gonna, going. Yeah, <laughs> but I was, the, the moral story is to make sure she didn't, wasn't going to rob us. And I walked, I was like, we got to stay awake. Midget Mac, we cannot fall asleep. This we were having little meetings nowhere in the bathroom. where it was headed. Like, you literally now just made this about the curtain with the shit on your ass. Yeah, but, I mean, it was, it was a good time. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, matter of fact, Hot Rod and Midget Mac owe me money for that hotel room because they were like, yeah, yeah, we all, we all throw down on it. We throw down on it. Yeah. Hot Rod and Midget Mac, you owe me money. Oh, and by the way, that's where my pool guy showed up randomly. Uh, that basically cleaned our pool for free for years, and I owe a lot of my success to him because I actually had to borrow uh, money. I actually, I think I borrowed like five thousand dollars, and he made up some crazy, like janky but look legit contract that like basically owned everything that I owned, like guns, a camera. The he had like the serial number of the fucking lens and shit, and I I borrowed the money from him to get to the first gathering of the Juggalos to go on tour, and uh, I, that was you know. I think probably like three years ago from the time I seen him and he was like and now he sold some land for millions of dollars and now he's a flight attendant and just flies around he's like <laughs> when I listen to these stories I imagine like babysitting a kid and you're like and today in school we went and we, exactly. played, we played with this and then the teacher said that the Indians were here first and then she said Columbus something I can't remember and she said something about Vikings and, and Jeremy's dad uh, gave us a ride and gave us beer so anyways <laughs> you're like what the Amen, fuck? the pool guy 
who used to come and party all the time. He was he was catching some head and shit. You know, he was getting some residuals from pool cleaning. He uh he was like, hey man, I just I left my wallet on the plane. You got a hundred bucks I can get? I was like, yeah man, it's hundred bucks. He's like, oh man, that's cool. You only owe me two hundred more dollars. Like what? He's like, yeah, you've owed me for like three years. I was like, really? He said, like, yeah, I liked it. You know, I didn't, he was one of those guys that didn't want me to pay him back in full because he wanted to say I owed him money still. So I gave him the rest of the money I owed him. And What did you owe him the money for? From, I don't know, some... Neither I, do the listeners. I borrowed to pay my rent or something at the time. I don't, I don't remember. That's not the moral of the story. Okay? There is no moral of these stories. There is none. There's no moral to the show. If you are listening, uh, wherever you are, some of y'all are at work right now, some of you are at home, some of you are hiding in your garage because your wife will fucking definitely kick your ass if you listen to this shit. We just want to, on behalf of me and Miguel, we want to say thank you. We really do, man. Because, we appreciate it. Uh, the, the, the feedback, uh, whether it's positive or negative, means you're listening, which means we want to keep doing this. And we definitely need your motivation. So if you could, make sure to subscribe, whatever platform you're listening to, and make sure you uh, rate it. Yeah, guys, remember, we're on iTunes, we're on Spotify, uh, we've recently submitted to iHeartRadio and Pandora, and uh, hit us up, too, with any other, if you listen to podcasts in any other places and platforms that you check podcasts out, hit us up, let us know, because we're going to get the podcast everywhere. Uh, it really does mean a lot to us that you guys listen, but we're going to go to a break real quick, and when we come back, we're going to do the second half of the show, where we cover all our current events. So you're listening to The Mike Busey Show with Miguel Colon Jr. and Mike Busey. Does your life suck? Are you tired of the same shitty old dead-end job? Has your girlfriend stopped sucking your dick? Well, guess what, motherfuckers? Knock, knock, because here's your opportunity to change your life. For just under a dollar a day, become a member of MikeBusey.com right now, and you'll enjoy the following. Some of the wildest, craziest, sexiest, never-seen-before footage live on the Snapchat. Sure, we all love the regular Snapchat, but if you want to see what's really going on, join now. Not only do you get to enjoy the countless hours of entertainment from me and the rest of the Sausage Castle family, but enjoy the long list of content creators that you signed up for, bringing new and amazing shows just for you to enjoy. Log into your online account every day to see some of this content you may have missed. After you've been a faithful member for three months, watch your mailbox because we're sending you one of these badass members-only t-shirts. You can't buy this anywhere. You've got to earn it. The content's good if you're really into the content stuff, but for me, I'm more about the coming down, the parties. Snapchat's great. I watch it. It's That's not really what it's about for me. It's about coming down, hanging out. Being a member of MikeBC.com, it's not just about watching a secret Snapchat, it's an experience. As a member of MikeBC.com, you'll have access to some of the wildest and craziest parties at MikeBC's personal home, the world-famous Sausage Castle. Enjoy Members Weekends. That's where you and the rest of the family join up at the wildest house in America and spend three days and three nights camping, drinking, sucking and fucking some of the wildest shit you'll ever experience during members weekends you'll be rubbing elbows with some of the sexiest craziest wildest ladies you'll ever imagine the beauty babies don't worry campers we've gone an extra mile here at the sausage castle to make sure all you members are comfortable and have one hell of a camping experience I've been following Mike Busey for quite a while. I've been a member for about three months, and I'll tell you what, it's the best, been the best three months of my life. Two Memberships is you're missing out. I, uh, I started following Mike Busey about, uh, about two years ago, the and the guy's a real guy. 
and uh, allows people to come here that are like oh, outcasts in society, and they fit in well. And uh, I was like, yeah, I gotta get, I gotta fuck with this guy. Man, I've been following Mike about two months. Became a member a month ago. So, but I'm, I'm happy I'm here at the fucking Sausage Castle, having a great day of fucking the drunken field bed. All I can say is America right now. Follow Mike Busey. Look at my eyes. Took my glasses off for you, America. For you. Follow Mike Busey. Become a member. Party at the Sausage Castle. Hell yeah. I hope you're hungry, because we're providing breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Each campsite comes with its own electrical hookups, picnic table, fire pit, and grill. Go skating around our track. Swim in our lake. Enjoy our luxurious outdoor showers. The only showers that you go to get clean, but sometimes you come out dirty. During Members Weekend, enjoy the countless sports, entertainment, and amenities we have to offer. Live game show and trivia, tug of war, boxing, foam wrestling, airboating, basketball, tennis, volleyball, football, dodgeball. Enjoy our awesome arcade, epic costume parties. Do you remember playing field day as a child? Well, imagine you doing the same shit, but really wasted. Each member's weekend, you and your team will battle it out to win thousands of dollars in cash and prizes. That's right, Team White, Team Blue, not Team Black, because they lose. Oh, right, it's like that, Big Mike. It's Team Black, bro, even though we lost all our all our stuff so far. The Members Weekend, I'm going to put it simple, has been the weirdest but most epic time of my life. You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. Like, this is just, it, it's life. It's, it's amazing. I'm honored to be here. I'm honored to meet everybody, to see how cool everybody is, how loving they are, and just how chill they are. They're just real people like us. Like, I don't even think it's about the money. It's about the pride at some point. Some of these people, they get, they're so passionate about winning it that they don't even care about the cash prize. They're doing things that you'd never imagine just for the pride to win. Did you know that we have a full functioning recording studio? We've got some of the industry's premier equipment in our state-of-the-art recording facilities. You never know who's going to show up at the Sausage Castle. We've had a long list of celebrities, rappers, rock stars, athletes, models, and porn stars that have graced the doors of the Sausage Castle. Think of it as a summer camp, but everyone's really fucking wasted and doing really weird shit with their genitals. The party doesn't stop at the Sausage Castle. At Members Weekends, you'll be able to experience the massive invasion as the, all the members head downtown Orlando. We've been known to take the party to the streets. Nothing beats a bunch of crazy assholes loading up on a party bus for a night of fun. Or enjoy an evening on the seven seas as we gamble and drink the night away on party cruise boat adventures. You never know where Mike Busey's gonna take you and the rest of the members during members weekends. Just shut up and get on the bus and enjoy the ride. Not everyone can make it to Members Weekends. By becoming a member, you'll be able to reap the benefits of coming to our shows and hanging out and partying with us for absolutely free, backstage or even on stage. Oh, yes, if you're a member, we're putting you right there in the center of all the action. You don't have to take my word for it. Here's one of the members we met in Las Vegas. My name's Vince from L.A. Been a member for about eight months now. Great eight months. If you're on the fence, just do it. Once you do it, you won't regret it, and you'll just love every second of it. It's a, such a debauchery that it, it's oh a good debauchery. You, you won't regret it. Then you meet a guy named Mike Busey. 
And then he introduced you to a whole other fucking life. And then you become a member, and then you fucking see the debauchery show that you're did we mention this is all 100% free? If you're a current member, you get to enjoy all the members' weekends for free. Let's be honest. I could probably name a million things you spend $30 a month on. Gatorade, cigarettes, bullshit at the gas station, the sausage castle. It's a place that defines freedom. A place that you can be yourself. A place where all walks of life are welcomed. No matter what race religion, rich or poor, gay or straight, Christian or atheist, it doesn't matter. Come and enjoy. Arrive as strangers and leave as family. And we're back. Welcome to the second half of the show. Um, People say, Mike, so what do you do in that little break? Well, uh, we we run a commercial to tell you, hey, uh, you should become a member of MikeBusey.com. That's how you get to be, uh, well, become to live the stories that we tell. Yeah, because we throw members weekends. We used to throw them every month. Right now with COVID and everything, we're being responsible. We're not trying to throw big events. But as soon as we get the word that we can do some sort of events, they're coming back. Because that's what the members, one of the biggest things that we want to offer to the members. And one another thing is we're just working on our bus again right now because we were going to go on tour. But that changed because of COVID. First time since 2004 I've and been And first on tour. time we've been able to take the bus apart for like two months and just get it all run back to normal. I'm like, quickly, someone. Grab the bus. Let's go downtown. Yeah. But when we do get the bus back up in the next couple weeks, uh, we're going to start doing meet and greets again because even though we can't go do these big shows, we can drive out to places and meet everybody because it's a big deal to us to going out and meeting everyone. One of my biggest uh, goals uh, in the last 20 years is like I used to look at these rock stars and these big tour buses. I was like, man, one day I'm going to get me one of those. And I literally sometimes look around this house and I think about the things that I've wanted to do and the things I, I dreamed about and then I'm like, wow. I own a tour bus now. It's not rented. I had to rent a tour bus one time. How many buses have you had? A lot. Yeah. Well, you gotta... It started... There's like... You know the uh, the, the evolution of human where it goes like the chart? Yeah. There's the evolution of the tour bus of Mike Busey. Tour bus is like... All right, we in an SUV. We doing good big dick things. And then, oh, we went to a van. It fits 15 people. Oh shit, we're in an RV. Oh shit, we're in, in like a, a miniature short school bus. Oh shit, we're back to an RV. Oh how shit. How many buses did you have that didn't have air conditioning? How many or how many buses did you have that did have AC? Uh, like one. Yeah, because I remember all the time we would go places and we would get in that bus and just sweat our balls off. Yeah, there's a uh, there was one. One trip, there was 20 of us, and we all got in. It was a miniature, like one of those special kids' buses, okay? Because we're, we're special. And we got in this thing, and we're like, yo, we can't fit. Everyone's, like, standing around like, whoa, what the fuck we're supposed to do? And, like, a bunch of, you know, fucking bunch of, <laughs> bunch of, uh, bunch of all right, re- retarded lemons, all right? We were the, the lemons, the little green guys on the video game. You just like, held yourself. You got to it, and I could literally hear the brakes in your words go, yeah, because we live in this bullshit. Like, oh, my business said retarded. Well, you, did you know the word retard means to retard something to slow it down, which is the reason why we call people retarded. And we were on this retarded bus that was 
fucking a short bus, okay? 20 of us. We had to actually get out of the bus and assign seats based upon the the, the size of the person, the size of the body, and could your feet interlock? <laughs> like, you ever see those uh, old, like, uh, fucking, you ever see those old, like, pictures of slaves on ships and they're like sardine? Middle, yeah, like, like, the, like the Greek rowers that used to row yeah. the fucking boats and, they're like, and stuff are like they that. they laying down in this ship and, like, we literally had to strategically place people while their legs would interlock. I, I literally think of, like, this, this, Greek vessel with with those big paddles and the guys are all sitting there next to each other rowing the yep, boat. Except these Greeks were fucking strippers and midgets <laughs> and really pissed off motherfuckers traveling the country. I remember this too. Whenever we would all load up on the bus, everybody would run to get in their seat because if you came in there last, you were driving. Yeah, the you were bus. driving. <laughs> and uh, just for the record, there are a couple vehicles still on this property that do not have a tag, a license, registration, when, or nothing. When we did that one Christmas save uh, show where we had Mitchell from Vice with us. Uh, I had to drive behind the bus to block the. Uh, the oh, bumper. we've been running interference for a hot minute. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like no matter how blessed we are, thanks to our members, we're still gonna have Slim Jim rappers tied to a license plate holding on for dear life. Because that's like our little inside joke. Is if you haven't been following us, there's a lot of jokes to catch on to, and one of them is. We, we're, we're very superstitious because I've definitely pissed off some gypsy mechanic years ago because everything I get breaks down, catches on fire. I've lost a tour bus to where it literally caught on fire in the middle of Tallahassee. I still owe like $2,000. I went to register a vehicle. like, oh, you have a stop on your license. I'm like, what is that? Oh, it's some uh, towing company. So they, what? I was like, oh, shit. Oh, damn, the game has changed. They want their money still. And, yeah, I mean... I've been cursed. So the moral story is Miguel. Oh, look, I'm being responsible. Moral story of Miguel is what's COVID's the, fucking up a lot of shit. We have been on the tour. This is the mean, first year we haven't gone on tour since 2004. Yeah. Crazy. To me, it's been fucking great. I feel like a groundhog. I have like a biological clock inside me right now. I should be somewhere uh, shooting hot dogs into someone's asshole in fucking Chicago. Logistics-wise, no, I'm, I'm like, here. this is great, man, because... Oh, Miguel hates it. Tour is fun. Like I mean, I, I and I know we've talked about other shows. I manage the tour, but uh, to not be on tour and getting shit done right now is so much better. It's for definitely us. a curse and a blessing at the same time. I, I definitely feel productive. Definitely feel like a lot of things would not have got done because we were supposed to be in Europe right now the whole month. Yeah, my first month. time to go to Europe. And and when Mike plans the European tour, he plans it because like in his mind, uh, Europe is like, hey, and we're just gonna drive to the next place or, or fly. And it's so spread out the tour that I'm so glad we we're not doing the European leg of the tour right now. I definitely want to go back to Europe. I I, I want to go with us. And I definitely want to go to Australia, and New Zealand, like we planned. But I want more time because we were going every fucking month. Because Mike likes to jam pack an itinerary. Like, yeah, because I, I want to make sure the members are are like. I, they're, they're the death of me because I, I spend every moment of my life figuring how can we improve this process? How can we entertain them? I'm like, oh, I got an idea. Let's have a party every month that takes at least 30 months, 30 days to plan. And then let's travel somewhere to go see them. And then let's do these specials and this and that. We had an entire month or entire year. Every single almost week, there was something going on. We were doing something ridiculous. We're not going to go back to that on the next run. Oh, yeah, 2021. That's I bet we don't see no memes for like, yo, 2021, this be my year, new me. Like, no, everyone's like, oh god, what the fuck's gonna happen next? Everybody, every meme is gonna be people just sitting in like full Kevlar waiting. 
just like waiting for it. Oh man, fuck! Who who saw this coming? No one. Like I remember, Australia was on the fire. The Bible, maybe it's like the yeah. uh, shit has gone to shit. Well, remember Australia was on fire, and I was like, oh my god, Australia's on fire. Then Kobe died, and I was like, oh my god, Kobe died. You know, I was supposed to get on a helicopter that morning, the day he died. Yeah, I know, but that doesn't. Oh, mean you shit. tried to book it. You yeah. Were, yeah, you're like, do I know? Yeah, I was. Yeah, I was, I was the, the one, one booking it for you. But I love when you tell that story. Like it was all helicopters failed that day. <laughs> you're like, you know, I, I was gonna the, get on a helicopter. Me and the, the playmate girl were definitely not filling helicopter rides after we we're like, whoa, and that's Kobe died in a helicopter. Helicopter uh, economy still has not recuperated since then. Yeah, I I bet you part of the correlation has to do with COVID-19 and the world stopping. But I'm sure there's like a Steve Irwin Kobe clause, you know, where that fucking did it for a little bit, too. Have you seen anyone with a Kobe jersey flying a helicopter recently? Because I haven't. No, and usually... I'm, when I go to the helicopter meetings that I attend, you know. <laughs> Actually, they're dude, true story. Uh, some random guy up Craigslist that was, you know, well, I needed to pay pay the rent, uh, moved into his house, and this old drunken dude, Roddy Rob, I don't know if you were living there when he was, he was a fucking helicopter pilot. And it's like four in the morning, he's getting wasted. <laughs> and we're like, uh, don't you have to work tomorrow? And he worked at like one of these Orlando iDrive touristy fucking helicopter tour things. He's like, yeah, but what did he say? He had a saying. He would say like, oh, 12, uh, 12 eight hours to the throttle, to the bottle. Or He said, I don't remember. I'm totally butchering this. <laughs> I do this. not want to know the algorithm oh, for how he much did. you could drink and fly a helicopter. No, dead ass serious. I forget his Less fucking name. Less than eight hours of the bottle won't affect the throttle again. No, I'm not, I wish <laughs> I was joking. This dude was straight up flying goddamn tourists. <laughs> and he got fired because one day he came in smelling like Jack Daniels. You're terrible. Terrified you'd be, you're like, this is your pilot, Carl. Huh? Like, you get in the chopper, he gets in the back with you, you're like, you're flying. Oh, I can't fly. <laughs> or he just takes you to a bar. You're like, yeah, we're going we're gonna to go see the Orlando Eye, but first we're going to go stop at Stoney's Grill. Oh, no. It's trivia. No, true story. I remember we had an argument one late night, because he's an older dude. He was like the Magnum P.I., but... Like, he didn't wear any cool Hawaiian shirts, but... Uh, <laughs> like you? Exactly. He he would... I remember having a fucking real deal, legit, like, like gentleman's, like, discussion. Like, all right, listen. Um, we know you've been going to the local bars here in St. Cloud and picking up the most ugliest, godforsaken, ratchet barfly bitches. <laughs> I just looked over at Rowdy Rowdy's face. He These were like nodded. our moms if they had took the wrong fucking uh, Valencia College uh, fucking course and went down a long, dark tunnel of fucking trailer park and meth. And I remember like, yo, bro, I just got some messages. That lady that you brought over here that's in your room right now. And one day he went to work and she was just like cleaning the house. I'm like, okay, cool. But then she, <laughs> well, she was there for well a couple then, weeks. Well then, Methalina, enjoy like, your new home. Yeah, and I was getting these messages like, yo, that, that lady is a big, huge, like local town meth head. And I remember telling the pilot, yo, hey, bro, we got to talk. Come here hey, Pete, real quick. And He's like, oh, hey, head's good. And uh, I was like, yo, this, this, this girl, you, this, this fucking, this sea urchin lady you got in this house is like a, is like a crackhead. He's like, oh, okay. I was like, yeah, she's a crackhead. <laughs> He's like, Michael, are we judging people now? <laughs> He's like, wait a minute, I saw those stripper girls over here. I'm pretty sure they were on Molly. So what, Molly's? Molly's okay, but crack's not. And he was dead ass serious. <laughs> like, listen, when it comes to Scally's coming over, 
Molly's fine. And for the record, Crap. I can't control what these strippers do before they come to my house. I do not endorse uh, mine experimental fucking uh, shit, you know. But there are some drugs that, you know, uh, you know, if ecstasy you do, if you do and it shit. At a music shrooms. festival, I'm not afraid that you're going to steal my TV or stab me. Exactly. That's my point. Yeah. I was like, but crack is not something you do. With, you don't do crack or I'm heroin with 80s, your friend man. under a bridge and Nan- hang out. And yeah, Nancy Reagan told me it was going to ruin my life, and I still listen to her on some one, things. It's one that goddamn uh, Tiger to know in the D.A.R.E. program that I kept my promise. Yeah, like, actually, you've never done drugs, so you did keep your D.A.R.E. promise. I did. I signed a fucking little piece of paper. It was like half a sheet of piece of paper. And I, I, at the Were time, I felt like that, I was that, signing that, like my fucking life away. I remember, I remember honestly signing the D.A.R.E. promise. And, and being like seven, eight years old and being like, never going to go down that path. And then I was in like fucking high school, ninth grade, and I'm like, can we snort coke off this dare promise I have? Like, you know? I think the logo was so good and the, the black and the red, it was like, The campaign yeah. was so good. Yeah. Because they had G.I. Joe and shit telling me, like, it's like at the end, they're like, hey, you know what? And it'd be like G.I. Joe standing with Cobra and Cobra Commander would be like, I know we have our differences, <laughs> but the truth is we all believe that drugs are bad. And it's I was like, like oh, Cobra stands against drugs. Yeah. I stand against drugs. Yeah. Now you know how it would really be, be a G.I. Joe and Cobra and be some CIA operative and he's like, I've been selling dope to everybody to keep this war going. I sell them both guns. The more you know. I took a law class in eighth grade. Her name was Miss Parrott. She was a former police officer and uh, they had a poster coloring contest, like anti-drug contest and I won it. And I made like the best poster, and I'm all excited. They said my name across like the PA in eighth grade, which was a big deal back yeah. then. You're like, oh shit, yeah, that's me, that's me, first place, baby. Actually, I think it was second or something. But anyways, so I was all excited. I went up to the office like, yo, what y'all got for me, you know? And they handed me this little piece of paper, and it was a fucking uh, a free coupon for a juicy Lucy cheeseburger. <laughs> I was like, oh, so. Uh, yeah, so where's my prize? <laughs> and they're like, yeah, you got your prize. Congratulations. I was like, what the fuck? And I was like, not for drugs at all, because I've seen my life get fucking completely destroyed by poor decisions of my family members and friends. And I was like, oh, fuck. But if I was ever going to do drugs, it was going to be that day, because I was pretty bitter. I was like, a juicy, loose <laughs> fucking burger? Somebody get me some heroin right fucking now. Bang I'm it done. in my eye. Do you know what? Uh, so I used to go to the flea market when I was a kid. I don't know if you guys used to enjoy the flea market. Buy knives and all this. Flea market, you'd come by to buy knives, and the owner would be like, I'm sorry, we can't sell you alone. Check this out. It looks like a gun. Uh, <laughs> true. <laughs> true. Like, you put this in somebody's face. But I went and I bought a handcuff key, like a real legit handcuff key. And I used to keep it behind my belt in case I got kidnapped. Because in the 80s and 90s, you were pumped down with information that you were going to get kidnapped. It was either going to be true. by a cult or some drug lords, and your head was going to get chopped off, and they were never going to find you. So I had a little knife that I carried around, carried a butterfly knife, and I carried this uh, handcuff key. And I used to wear it right behind my belt. So that if I was handcuffed, I could get it. So one time, I'm in like... Oh, fucking know. Inspector Gadget looking oh, at yeah. us. Okay. I, I don't know what grade I was in. I, I would say I was probably in like sixth grade. You just going to watch the Asian kid from Doctor from Indiana Jones? <laughs> yeah. like, I would escape from this kidnapper <laughs> with my, my fucking Captain Crush yeah. decoder ring. Yeah, I was like, I got this. So they came, the D.A.R.E. cops came to school, and they wanted us to do this whole, uh, like, it was like a skit, and I was going to play one of the bad kids, and in the end of the skit, we got arrested. And they handcuffed us. 
and they handcuffed us, and they put them on all tight, and they were behind me. So try, this is your time to shine. I was like, I got to see if this works. So I went in the back, got from right behind my belt that was just sitting there. I was like, used to be stuck on a little electrical tape. Had to change it like every week. Got oh, it oh, out. You, you carried this handcuff key on you all the time? When I wore that belt, yeah, all the time. Oh, shit. I was, cause I, and I put it in my sock and my shoe other times because I was like, I ain't getting kidnapped. Because they would pump it down our fucking heads that we were getting kidnapped. Little did they but, know it was going to be duct tape, a white van. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, duct case. tape, fuck. Now I got to use this key to solve it. I didn't plan for this. But, but uh, I, I took the handcuff key. And I unlocked my handcuff. It was the long fucking real cop key. And I uncuffed my handcuffs and I put the key just in my back pocket. And when they went to get me, I was like, and the Damn. cop's face was like, like he went, he went from being cool. He I literally, Zam, bitch. he literally fucking grabbed me and said, "How'd you do that?" <laughs> you like, little shit. You God, was, are you? Is your last name Houdini, you motherfucker? And then he was like, he was like, you wiggled out of them, and I was like, not. And then the other cops like, he didn't wiggle out of them. They were tight. And I was like, now's my time. It's one see. of those gypsy kids. Yeah, I wouldn't say anything. I was like, I just know how to work handcuffs. And that fucker was just mean mugging me. And I was like, this is a dare skit. Don't get mad at me, man, because I, you know, because I fucking figured out your game. Because I'm not going to get kidnapped. In school, you always have like these things every now and then show up. I remember one time the Harlem Globe, it was Curly Neal from the Harlem Globetrotters came. And I was like, oh. And at that moment, I wanted to fucking play basketball. I was like, whoa, this guy is fucking. And I was like, yo, this guy's spinning a ball on his bald head and shit. Yo, seriously? The red, white, and blue got me excited. The I music. I don't know how many people who aren't men, uh, I don't know the population of women know this, but when you're like, 11 years old Every job you wanted to do You, you did it Because you were like That guy Gets pussy And so that's why I'm going to be an archaeologist Like Indiana Jones <laughs> No one got more excited As a kid than me When you would hear like Alright today guys We got to go to the auditorium Or the gymnasium We have a speaker I was like Oh shit No more school Hell yeah, yeah baby And <laughs> I've listened to A lot of boring ass <laughs> shit Yeah And this one day, this crazy, like, robot that was dressed as, like, a Dalmatian, <laughs> and it was, like, the fire department, like, hello, kids, don't play with fire. I am Firebot 659. And it was, like, we're talking, this is the 90s, you know what I'm saying? So this shit was cutting edge, and I was like, wow, how the fuck is it happening? And I was, like, that <laughs> curious kid. So I'm like, yo, this Fucking Dalmatian robot is fucking talking to that little fireman hat. You can <laughs> every, Google it. Every one of y'all it's shut somewhere the out fuck there. up. He's spitting. Yeah. So I was like, wait a minute, something's up. There's a little, little delay. I was like, a little clever little shit. Yeah. I started looking around the cafeteria. I was like, oh, motherfucker, there. I said, hey man, you got the remote control, man. <laughs> Yo, this hey. motherfucker's trying to fake us. <laughs> He's just you know, faking the front. And I'm like calling him out like it's a protest. He's like, no, no, I'm not. The dog just said, no, I'm not. <laughs> I'm like, everyone, look, there he is. He got the fucking remote. We're all getting played. So, I, and that was the day I knew I was gonna be on these conspiracy because I, I was I, trying to up, uh, uprise a fucking rebellion like in the in the cafeteria. I love those moments where, as a kid. You caused like a small uprising because everyone's done that in class. Like this is bullshit. They said that we had no test, and now you're giving us a test. Oh and yeah. And then it fires everybody up, and then the like Asian kid that's always doing his homework pops up, and he's like, "No more of this shit." He's you're got like, the really sharp number two pencils. He's been waiting for this moment, like Splinter. Fucking Derek Wong's with us. That everyone's with us. You know. Yeah. 
Or, or you ever you ever just take over a class from a substitute and that poor substitute's oh, like, yeah. what the fuck is going on? You're like, you have no power over us. Oh, we had like a fucking. Be- All right, let me tell you something about when you get a substitute teacher. I was definitely one of the uh, bad kids, but then there was that other. It was like it's like global politics. Like we're America, and then there was over here Russia, another <laughs> giant ass kid. Because I was a big kid at yeah. a small, at a young age. Back in the day before kids were fucking turning into gigantors and yeah. shit at fucking 12 years old and shit. So I was like, you know, creeping on six foot. And I'm like, yo, I'm in fifth grade. I'm going to run this motherfucking block. But it was this other little uh, fucking bully. But me and him had like a, a bully like. Alliance where we're just like, yeah. us in Russia. Like, let's not, like, let's right, not You run that this. side of the portables. Yeah. I'll run this side yeah. of the fucking portables. No today. reason for us to fight and lose everything. Exactly. Uh, but when it came to fucking. Uh, Substitute teachers? Oh, oh open, shit! Open. We were like, "Hey, we going in? We gonna? We had? To, we had? It was like can It was almost like at a presidential debate. Yeah, with uh, if Miss Brown was here, we would be watching TV. It's Friday. She, we watch TV on Friday. Substitute. Yeah. He's like, "Oh, really? Oh, okay. I love, I, love wa- I love watching them get nervous too, because they're like, oh, "This is a bunch of room full of kids." And they're all, all looking sudden, at the planner and shit. Yeah, and well, meanwhile, we know what happened. The teacher was getting drunk as fuck. <laughs> yeah. We're like, "Oh, Miss Brown was well." She's feeling out of the weather today. You know how many lies we were told as I'm kids? I'm like, it's weird that Miss Brown's feeling out of the weather and St. Patrick's Day was yesterday. That's uh, odd. What a co- The shamrock on the fucking calendar says yeah, that Miss Brown's going to be fucking me, sick tomorrow. Let me tell you something. I made that fucking door. Okay, I know what tomorrow is. It's St. Patrick's Day. I decorated the shit out of it with Miss Brown. You remember she the smelled little... smelled like whiskey. It was a Tuesday. <laughs> you remember the little turkey things you made with your hands? Well, I got small it? hands, so mine are like fucking quails, bro. Bro, I have a wall I still full got of quails. One. I still got one in my in my room, in my little, like, briefcase. I keep all these... I have all my report cards, my detention slips, my in-school suspensions, my referrals. I have all of that. And You're it so is, fucking weird. You like hoard so I much. I do. Like I hoard, I'm a memory hoarder. You have your first condom, don't you? I do. That's so gross. I, well, I didn't mean to <laughs> on purpose. I was living in a garage. You didn't mean to on purpose, but you still have it. I had, I had a broke futon that I found behind a dumpster of a Publix grocery store, and I my buddy had a Nissan Maxima. He got new rims, so I was literally like riding on doves, and I had fucking like <laughs> Nissan tire rims and a broken futon, and living in a garage. And I had one of those little cheap little $20 water fountains from Spencer's and fucking I took a sheet and I cut it in a little like shimmery little things. And I had it hanging around the bed with uh, fucking thumbtacks up in the ceiling. And don't put candles near there because definitely a few times I almost burnt my house down trying to catch a blowjob, playing some fucking Inya with some candles going. A little breeze came by next thing you know, like, oh shit, it's on fire. And that's not a... Actually, it reminds me of a story. Ah, but you haven't finished the first story. No, this story is way better. <laughs> I, I had this roommate named Dan. He was really fucking salty. Uh, and he's like, oh, I liked her. Bro. What the fuck? She likes you? And he got drunk as fuck one night. And I was, there's another time I lived in, I lived in a garage and everything. And uh, I was laying on this water bed that someone donated to me. And I was getting some head. And I, I was getting, I was getting, I was getting some head. And Dan was so pissed, he comes over to the side of the house where the garage door was, and there was these little like glass windows, and he fucking punched the goddamn window. Here I am, my little ass dicks out. I'm getting a blowjob. I'm on a waterbed, a giant balloon, water balloon, and there's 
glass shrapnel falls down from the garage window onto my dick. And this, I just <laughs> met this girl. She's like, what the fuck's going on? And yeah, I got cock blocked. Like the sh- almost got my dick cut off. Almost took this bitch's eye. I mean, this Calawax eye out. And fucking, uh, <laughs> fucking, yeah, that was into the blowjob. And I had to like, I was angry. You ever chase someone down a block, a neighborhood block with a hard dick? You're like, hey, get back here, motherfucker! I was so angry. I was like, you just cock blocked the shit out of me. This poor girl was so spooked. She's sucking some dude's dick in a garage in this trippy ass fucking room. <laughs> and then next thing you know, glass shrapnel's falling onto her head. On a water bed, she's like, I got us to go. And yeah, and, and that was it. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about some. This is a fucked up world we're living in. We're talking about some current events. I love your wrap up to that. It's like fucking Forrest Gump. And that uh, was it. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we came back because we had to come back. Well, you've been doing your thing, but I took a six year hiatus. There's some shit we got to get off our chest. There's a lot of crazy shit in this world going on right now. A lot of crazy shit, Mike. I mean, it may, almost makes it too easy to talk about material because there's so much to talk about. What do you got, Mike? So instead, we'll just tell hours and hours of stories of blowjobs and fucking and jacking off. Well, I want to do a whole episode called The End of the Stories He Started. And the whole episode will just be Season you two. finishing stories you started. And then we'll let the audience determine what end is that for, you know? Season two. When we, when we upload these podcasts, there's a thing where it says episode and season. I'm like, season? Motherfucker, we'd be glad if we get five episodes out of this shit. I'm I'm so glad we're on episode four. I think every episode should be a new season. We're like season two and episode Will two. Will Mike finish his stories about a blowjob in a garage? I think there's somebody. Somebody's going to study these and think there's some pattern to it. It's like, no, no, no. I figured it out. It's a code. You see, Mike Busey starts a story here about a donkey and he doesn't finish it. But three months later, he tells a story about a mini horse. You connect them all together. And I'm like, no, it's, he, just, he doesn't know what he's talking about. You know? it's, 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 it's a fucking. There's a lot of crazy shit going on right now. Uh, one thing that's crazy is that there's a Orlando Magic player uh, that may or may not have been to my house named Jonathan Isaac, and he uh, was standing while everyone else in the building was uh, kneeling during the national anthem. That's. Uh, it's. I know politics. You're not supposed to talk about it, but it's. It's crazy that this is a. This is definitely a political type of thing. It's a stance. That is. From what I heard, his family was in the military. Yeah. And you know, his old pop probably called him. And said, hey, well, John, this is your grandpa. Hey, now, boy. I know we black, but listen, don't you dare fucking kneel at the national anthem. And he was probably under all this pressure. Like, what should I do? I gotta stand gotta on my. Beat, I mean. It's, it's a weird. I thing wouldn't want to be in that position. Well, yeah, because the weirdest part about it is that has nothing to do with his career. But right now, that's going to be the only thing that we care about. You know, it's like his career isn't about this moment. It's how he plays. You know, how he plays ball on the court. But there's no one who's going to let him loose either way. How he goes with this, you know, the pressure of knowing that how I treat the pregame is going to be my legacy for this year, not how I play on court. That's fucking nuts, you know? And what was kind of weird, I was like, what the fuck? I was like looking, I was like, whoa, that's powerful. That's crazy. A, a, a man of color is like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm, I'm not going to buy into all this shit going on right now. I don't think they should be connected, which we're not going to touch on. But they're just going to – he just said, I'm going to stand. But the players to the left and the right of him kind of like took their hands and like held his like his inner calf. <laughs> And it was like kind of like I couldn't help. I was looking at the photo. I was like, whoa. But I could see them like holding uh, 
holding their yeah. legs. Like they couldn't hold hands. Yeah. But they were holding like his his like inner like leg. I'd have gone to the ankle. Like that's where that. You I know. think they went for the calf. I, and and I know he wasn't actually the only player, but what's even crazier is two days later he tears his ACL. And and now he, now he does now he's got to fucking sit down because they no more standing up player he's out of the fucking game pull me out coach now he's gonna have to fucking sit down for everything so whether he wanted to stand or not he ain't got no fucking choice now he fucking he's out he, he fucking blew his ACL so I don't know if that's a, a happy ending or a bad ending but it's a bad ending it's a, if, if if no matter how you feel about this issue if you want somebody to kneel or if you want somebody to stand you don't want their fucking ACL blown you know speaking of blowing I know a, a, a few people that we know personally that definitely want to blow their brains out right now because Trump had been talking about banning TikTok and, yeah and then that if it didn't get acquired by Microsoft by the 15th of September he was going to fucking shut it the fuck down. <laughs> like, I don't even know if a president can do that. And I don't, I think we're at a point right now where there's so much shit going on that we're not even going to be like, who wants to take figuring out if the president can ban TikTok? And everybody's like, I don't got time for that shit. We still haven't heard from the murder hornets. We don't know what the where fuck's going on. Where the fuck up. are you murder hornets? I hope, I hope Pull to God up. there's somebody in like the wildlife department who's like deep with like SOG and the CIA. And he's this wearing, guy hasn't he's got wearing a blowjob like, in his whole life. He's like, I'll show these well, he's wearing like He's wearing like a ghillie suit. In the jungle, just take or in the forest, just taking notes down. He's like, we have to worry. The murder, murder hornets are developing. He's language. in a Mazio bee, beekeeper suit. He got custom Mazio beekeeper. I'll show these bitches that didn't want to. He doesn't me. realize this mission murder has been hornets. scrubbed, and he doesn't have a radio, so he's just still out in the woods. Like, pretty soon the extraction should come. It is, you know. 67 days late but <laughs> I'm gonna go to their Instagram model party and release these killer hornets <laughs> the murder hornets yeah there's a lot of crazy shit going on and do you think and, do you think the president can ban TikTok well what can, apparently I mean, what, 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 how, what would it, how would you ban TikTok and just for the record disclaimer we're not a legit uh, journalist here even though Miguel normally does research a little more than the story I'm like oh murder hornets I'll take it from here oh by the way uh, <laughs> I seen my girl and I know the hornets is not good the bees ain't good Macaulay Culkin is gonna die again I can't have to have even though he's <sighs> Oh man, I talked. Wow, we talked about him already. Yeah, and now I just realized that my buddy Trace was listening. Yeah. Sometimes I gotta like you know, if people are actually hearing this, so we're gonna be telling stories and and you know we were joking around. We're like we just send mass like texts like Yo, yeah. bro, did you hear what they said about you on the show? And you're like, oh fuck, there's four episodes. Damn it, we're gonna listen to two hours long each. Oh shit. You're going to learn some things. You're going to learn that we were just fucking with you and we didn't really talk about you. But I know it's going to happen. There's going to be a day very, very soon. Be like, hey, so I heard you told the blowjob story about me. I'm like, ah, no, you know, you know, you know, you know fucking. What? We already went That's back and found the, like- the dude from my youth group that went gay and I literally <laughs> found his, <laughs> found it. Well, you know, whatever, porn. I don't care, whatever. I, Mike Busey. Does not give a fuck what you do with your genitals. I don't care if you got a dick growing on your forehead or if you suck everybody off. I, like, I don't give a fuck. I like the term went gay because it makes me think there's like a draft and he's sitting there looking at two hats and one's Hell a yeah. cock and one's a vagina and he's like, 
five million. I'm going. I'm going to the dicks. The Dallas dicks. Sign me up, baby. You know, fucking. I, I mean, he, well, he went gay because he was straight to all of us for so long. And he was like surprise, and then it was not. I just saw you just showed me real quick though that you had friend requested him years ago. I did. And I still like, hadn't accepted it. The motherfucker didn't accept my friend request because I know. Josh Van Tassel, I remember all them, <laughs> them prayer meetings we had, you denouncing homosexuality, but you were sucking dick this whole time. I know all your little secrets. Good, though, man. Do you ever think about, like, the things you used to do in those, in those youth groups and think, like, man, that was such bullshit? Like, oh, dude, I, I, I remember a story you told me that I think you should definitely tell. <laughs> that has nothing, about, nothing to do with current events, but it's our show. We make the fucking rules, and we're not on no time restraints. It is, we want the show to be eight hours. We'll do eight hours, okay? So why don't you tell the story about the time you had a little uh, I was, Jesus, uh, <laughs> Jesus blowjob? I was in like uh, the 11th grade, I think, and I had a car. Tell me I, more. I, I didn't have my own car, actually, but I had my buddy Ray's car. You ever had a homeboy's car when you were oh, growing up? You're like, oh, I'm doing it big this weekend. Mm-hmm, taking Ray's car. He'd be like, I'm at work. You could take my car. Take it to get water. That's one thing. When you had the, the communal car... Back in my day, at least, uh, if you had that communal car, everybody pitched in to keep it rolling. I mean, I was getting fucking oil changes for this car, and I was driving it three times a month, but I was like, got to have the car right. But I, uh, it was this girl that I went to high school with, and she was wild and had fun and goddamn. Oh, me, oh you're building it up. Me, okay, all right. Yeah. I already know the outcome of this story. Go ahead. Yeah, but Tell me, us more, Miguel. Me and her had never got down together, man, and I, and I liked her, and we had been friends and used to kick it. And uh, mm-hmm. we, she hit me up one day, like in uh-huh. school, and she's like, "Hey, listen, I need help." She's like, "My parents aren't into religion or anything like that, and I want to go get baptized." She's like, "And I want to go because you know those churches used to roll up on kids and just fucking mind fuck them in the street, come up, hit them with a fucking blanket, boom, you're baptized, bitch." Yeah, they just take you somewhere and baptize you. So she said a church group had hit her up, and they, you know, she she wanted to get baptized. And I was like, cool, cool. I was like, um. <laughs> you, you evil motherfucker. Go ahead. Tell yeah, them the rest of the story, Miguel. Like, tell them the rest, Miguel. I was Miguel. like, so like, you know. I'm calling your mom I, and your dad after this, I by the like, way. I was like, you know, me and you, we never, you know, we never really hooked up or anything. She's like, yeah. She's like, you're always my friend. It's cool. She's like, I like you. Like, we had made out a couple of times. That was it. And I was like, would you be. Would you be down to like one last time since you're never going down this oh, road again? Oh, man. <laughs> and she was like, oh, whoa. And I was like, see, the thing is, I was like, you know, like, you're never going to sin again. It's all clean. So, like, uh-huh. no. Need- Robert, he's like, that's a great idea. I was like, no need to waste it. <laughs> like, so Don't she- waste all those, those sins. <laughs> Just sin one last time for me, baby. So she was like, what do you want to do? And I was like, oh, I don't want to make it weird. It sounds like. Oh, 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 yeah, and she oh, was oh. like. I mean, I'll give you a blowjob. That makes sense. And I was like, it does make sense. <laughs> I was like, because it's like, you're not going to be a sinner, a sinner anymore. And I remember I picked her up and she gave me a blowjob. Oh and I, I drove her to the, the place and she got baptized and she came back in the car all excited. I was like, tell me all about it. I'm exhausted and hungry. Like, <laughs> So recap, you a girl needed a ride to go get baptized and you got a blowjob from her. Yeah, and, and I her, did, oh, it's okay. You're about to be forgiven. Yeah, but I didn't do like, uh, I, to clear one thing up because uh to clear disclaimer i was like you know i'll take you no matter what which i know people are gonna be like bro that's that's like fucking 16 years baptism old blow job got a baptism blow job felt felt good about the experience uh the funniest part so you're though, trying to tell me she's not the only thing to go with that day i don't even think she did like <laughs> no your like, dick nah. your dick got wet yes it did. okay and then uh 
The funniest part, though, so was... So your dick like, got baptized, too. She <laughs> yes. baptized your dick with her mouth. And she, she, she like, disowned this church, like, <laughs> early on, too. And then... We went somewhere one time. We were kicking it again in high school. We went somewhere, and those church people were there. And she was like, "I don't like them." And I was like, "Ah, you know, they're cool to me, but I get like." <laughs> uh, that's where. Uh, that's that's uh, that's a great story. Thank you. It's a horrible story. Thank you. It's a hor- it's it's like when people tell their dirt, so I feel better about myself. Yeah. I'm like, well, at least I didn't get a blowjob on the way to a baptism like Miguel Colon Jr. That's how I feel about the whole thing. And I I'll mean, tell you one time, a girl told me to give her a ride to this house. God, hold on, like, hold on. No, listen Were to you this standing one. outside the youth group with no, your car, like, rattling your keys? Like, Who hey, needs baby. A ride? <laughs> Some uh, kitty toucher is hanging out at the school bus stop. <laughs> Miguel hangs out at the youth group, like, which of y'all girls want to get baptized tonight, baby? Well, listen to this. This girl told me to give her a ride. It was far. And she was like, give me a ride to this house. She's like, I'm watching this house. That's going to be two blowjobs. Listen to this. She's like, nobody's there. We could hook up. And I was like, hell yeah. And like, I didn't know her too well at all and she was like come on and she was like all like all about it <laughs> i drove right to the place and she's like all right hold up real quick she's like let me make sure nobody's in here and she walked out and then like four dudes came out and they're like you gotta go bro <laughs> Oh, wait a minute. I, I thought she was getting baptized here. She was like, this I, was like, like a no. bang. I was like, I was like, Leanne, Leanne told me to drive. Like, yeah, Leanne just told us to tell you, you got to go, bro. It's it's about how it's a circle of life. When you're young, you get punked out by older yeah. kids. But then when you get older, you get to punk them like, nah, bro. Hey, it's time best, for you to wrap it up, player. Best part about time it, for you to go. Best part about it, though, is when you get to the point where you got a good crew with you and you're like, all right. Individually, I understand these older kids could take me, but I'm rolling with nine guys. You yeah. got four, and Luis is a fucking wild ass. Because you always have that one dude, and you're like, guys, don't, don't get let, him started. Don't let me out of his cage. <laughs> yeah. Luis loves yeah. the fight. He's going to hit you with a rock and bite your nose off. His fucking dad is mean. You know? <laughs> like, oh, that's Rowdy Rob. Like, oh, Rowdy Rob's had 12 Miller lights. You don't want to piss him off. Hey, I'm going to tell you this much with Rowdy Rob. Rowdy Rob probably doesn't even remember much of this story, but it was a time. The time I put a flag in his asshole? No, no. The time. You sexually assaulted me, Mike. No, he was probably like 12, 12 Miller lights deep in getting on his 13th or 14th and uh, you had asked me to tell him something at the house. This is Sussex Castle 7 and I came up to Rowdy Rob and I'm like hey Mike says we got it blah 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 and he literally sized me the fuck up <laughs> looked me up and down chest poked out and then nodded like okay and then stared me down as I walked on I was like yo I've known this dude for like 10 years and he prison checked me <laughs> like maybe I'll do it cause he's got maybe like I'll, demons in maybe his I'll head. just fuck you up and then he was like I told no him, no I told no. him because his father never fucking was around he's so he's so bitter and angry I was just happy he gave and me a and he's like pass. oh he's just, just <laughs> drunk and wants to fight and shit Mike, he's but, a lover but then there's I, I don't know what Miller Light it takes I don't know if it's the 15th or the 20th the 15th game over the 15th Miller Light. If you tell me to tell Rowdy Rob something, like, I'm gonna text him from your phone. He starts having those <laughs> Afghanistan flashbacks. His yeah. eyes go dark and cold. Because uh, Rowdy Rob was in the army. Yeah, we were just talking about it today, man. He, he was uh, Airborne Ranger, man. Yeah, and uh, he Which Airborne Ranger. Me- some motherfuckers with a ninja kick to their head <laughs> after crazy? so many Miller Lights. What's crazy is that we've got a lot of homeboys who roll deep with us who have actually served in combat and stuff. And it's funny sometimes because like you know we got Joe, Rowdy Rob, a lot of guys that have been in in the shit with us and it's funny when like like I, there's moments where you forget and you're like getting loud with this person like hey motherfucker we need to blah 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 and then you remember that's right you kill people 
Um, <laughs> and I and I just get loud about making sure like edits are good. You know, <laughs> like maybe I gotta remember who the fuck I am. <laughs> oh yeah, no, we've definitely been in some situations where like, oh, he's going on vacation. We call it vacation. Yeah. When he when when the fireworks are a little too loud, he has too many drinks. Next thing you know. Homie's going on vacation, and we're like, hey, uh, we need to hide all the weapons and make sure he just goes to bed. Hey, everybody here, just remember, he's attracted to motion. (laughs) So just Just cover yourself in mud and lay very still on the embankment of this river, and he won't catch your fucking heat like a viper. Because you'll end up dead. You know who just passed away? Two people just passed away. Wilford Brimley. Oh, man. And Regis Philbin, man. All right. First of all, I fucked heavy with the oatmeal fucking di- di- Bro, diabetes Wilford guy. Brimley, I fucked hard with that cat. He was man. in cocoon. He was like, he, all right, get those goddamn alien fucking UFOs. He out was of in. Here. He was in the uh, the firm with Tom Cruise, which I love that movie, man. He was a badass in it. He was in a show too. I think it was all, all, all our house, our house or something like that. He was an old badass, and there was a line from our house that I love. So he was like the old badass, like Clint Eastwood in uh, in fucking uh, Grand Torino character. He was their grandpa. And there was this time when there was these like neighborhood boys fucking with the main girl, who I think was Shan- Shannon Doherty was the main girl in the show. Oh, I definitely show. beat it to her a few times. All time hard, man. I but was like, he's- fuck 902. Oh, I guess I could watch a couple episodes. <laughs> but he, uh, in the episode, one of the hardest shit was uh, the neighborhood guys who were like these punk ass white dudes who were getting in, in, in his uh, granddaughter's face were outside the house and they were like, you know, chill out, old man. And he was an old Marine and he rode up on him with his, his Marine Corps hat on and he looked at him and he was like, I served two tours in Korea. He goes, he goes, when we were in the chosen uh, reservoir, he's like, he goes, we were pinned down on one side. The enemy had this whole occupied valley and on the other side was Chow Hall. He was like, the only way you'd get through Chow is to have to kill your way through Koreans. And I eat breakfast every day. <laughs> Oatmeal, motherfucker. I got diabetes from it. Liberty, liberty. You that's want like health the, insurance, baby? Or life you never, insurance, you never you know, though. You, you ever see like an old man that's super old and frail, but you look at his hat and it says like Cape Gloucester, fucking Peleloo, and you realize this motherfucker was in some shit and I now feel, he's just spaghetti arms and stuff. It's sad because like, and every time I go to the post office, I see some guys that were in like previous wars and it's like oh man these like we're living in i I don't think they have more than you know five ten more years at the most yeah they're at that age where they're just dropping like flies and i think that's kind of what me and you came from your your father was a marine and i think that's why we got the living shit kicked out of our ass every day and we have some kind of a wholesome fucking uh, morals deep down inside of all you know what sucks the most is that most of like the surviving Nazis are probably going to live longer because they have European health care? So like, Son of a bitch. those motherfuckers have been eating right and living good. They're going to die at, at 106. What? Our American comrades are dying. What the hell? Yeah, like running a marathon and fucking like all the old dudes from Easy Company are gone. You know, but everybody from like fucking uh, I don't know, man. Like seven percent of the guards from fucking a death camp are probably still alive just because they had great European healthcare. And they talk about stolen valor a lot, and you you could imagine there's definitely probably a handful of like old boys, some old boys. They got the little veteran hat. Yeah, this motherfucker could have been working at a fucking a laundromat his whole life. I'm be like, yeah, I believe it. That's the like, thing. He could tell me anything. He could tell me he shot down Nazis in a fucking helicopter or would a fucking plane. Mad? I believe it. Would you get mad at an old man who did stolen valor? Because I don't think I could just because oh. I know... You know, the, just the thrill of being like, I just I'm about wanted to, my parking spot, motherfucker. I'm just going to get some free Shonies today. <laughs> Put my hat on. Oh, 
You know? Like, oh, he, you see some old guy in one of those veteran hats, you're like, yeah, he's, it's legit. And I then, buy it. And then you'd come up to him to say something to him and be like, bro, I'm sorry, man. But what you're doing is wrong. This is stolen valor. You can't just. And he looks at you and he goes, I'll tell him you're my grandson. You fought in Iraq and we could eat together. And I'd be like, I don't want to talk about the war. <laughs> you know, let's, fucking, let's get some pancakes. I don't want to do it. I, I mean, for the it. last several years, I've been giving out free dinner, tattoos, barbecue, and blowjobs. And when we do the uh, Veterans Day party every year, I literally have guys, veterans, hit me up like, hey, Mike, uh, question, uh, so are, are like, you going to have another Veterans Day party? I'm like, yeah, and, and it's December. So that's like about a good year from here. So, yeah, hit me back around then. And, yes, uh, hopefully Jenny Jizz will be back to suck more dick. It's November. Yeah, I know, but it would be oh, December, in December when they yeah. ask me a question, oh, yeah. which would be oh yeah, it'd be a like year. the day after. I did the math leaving. before we talked about this, Miguel. <laughs> I was like, one, two, uh, that's a year. Yep, yep, that's almost a year. So yeah, I mean, uh, fucking shit. I mean, don't don't try to segue it. There's no need. We Reed, go on. We just filming. He died. I thought he's been dead. It's like the the Mandela effect. Like, Hold on, I thought he died like five years ago. Regis Philbin was was a real fucking showman, though, man. I was always impressed by him, man. Some of those old guys. The thing is, some of those old guys. They had to do entertainment when you couldn't just be like, hey, like us, I'm going to rock you on a podcast. Like, I got to fucking dance. I got to sing. Yeah. I got to know everything. He, he reminds me of, like, the Bob Barker type of host. He, a classic era to where he, yeah. he – I mean, it's kind of like this. All these little fancy sequence curtains we have behind us, like, and that little cool long – Bob Barker's microphone? They yeah. look like look like a, like a Hitachi? I mean, it, it's uh, – He's like mm-hmm. – yeah. So when I know he was hosting uh, Regis and uh, uh, Kathy Lee, and he did the millionaire who wants yeah. to be a millionaire thing, and, and uh, I he, saw some jokes like, "Oh, I guess he didn't take use his lifeline." I was like, "Ah, oh, come on, man! He just died like two hours ago." Jesus Christ! Come here's on, the guys. deal: as a, as a comic, uh, I know that those jokes could hurt like his family and people who cared about him. But as a comic, you're like, also, but there's only there's only forty two people here tonight, so I'm gonna tell this joke. No, but as a comic, I also know like. Uh, like we, if if a comedian passes away, and I've had this, uh, lots of younger comics and, and people who don't know them get more offended when we make jokes like that. But the crew who knew him will make some hard ass slaying jokes at the moment. When, and, and it happens with anybody who's in a kind of industry where they lose a lot of people every now and then. Like uh, you could make some hard ass slaying jokes. I, I've I have been at friends' funerals where we were going hard on each other. Can you just roast? Can can you, can I have a full naked body open casket funeral? And everyone comes up like open mic night. Like if anyone those SoundCloud rappers want to show up, take their money. They do a feature and they come up there. Dude, they got five minutes to just roast me, and I just sit there. And then it's like like the old uh, literally fucking at your Apollo at your funeral. <laughs> we're gonna look at the casket and they're like, why is there sweat coming off his body? Be like, he's freaking out about the lighting. He's like, you know? I, I talk about time. Like if I. I'm like, wait a minute, uh, wait a minute, you're doing this all wrong. Play the intro music, goddammit. Play my video of the time I shit on this dude's chest. Play it. You want your legacy to carry on, though. That's a big part of you. I really do. That's, like, honestly, one of my biggest interferes is that I'm not able to uh, show the world all the photos in my phone and the videos and all the old tapes and my legacy because I get it. I'm not for everyone. But, however, I think anyone with any type of good heart would see all the shit I've done over the years. I'm like the, the crazy preacher that sells beer at church. Like, all right, come on in. You want to hear about Jesus? By the way, here's a cool meal of light. 
Oh, by the, oh, you like strippers and pugs? Well, come on over. I got that a couple midgets. That doesn't sound like a good preacher. That sounds like. Oh, I'm going to. If they got midgets, strippers, and pugs, and, and, and beer, I, even though I don't drink beer, I'm church. going. That's That's a casino. No, listen. Oh, first of all, <laughs> first of all, Miguel, the church is the, is the people, not the building, okay? So why do they always have funds to fix the fucking building? You know what a preacher <laughs> said to me? It's like, do you know what fellowship is? Uh, you told me. It's a I couple like, fellas in a ship. It's one, 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 two fellows are in one ship. Yeah. Rest in peace, uh, Preacher Johnson. Preacher I, I Johnson. Still, you know, sometimes a, a guy will tell you something and it'll stick with you forever. And then some people will tell you the same shit over and over and you still won't remember it. Well, talking about telling something, I remember a guy telling me if, if, if a woman and you really love each other, don't get married. He was like, because if you get married, then you're putting all this pressure on it. And Dr. Dre recently, he's dealing with the fucking pressure of marriage. He is. Because he had a zero prenup with his wife. No, he had a prenup. He had a, what he, happened? He had a prenup. I was like, okay. You know, that was back yeah. in the NW, NWA days. Yeah. He's like, nah, bitch, you ain't getting this money. Mm-hmm. So luckily, he had, I believe he had a prenup. That's what I believe. You know, it, let's be honest. If anyone's coming for actual factual news listening to this shit, you can just throw it out of the window. No one's going to fact check it. We can just Mm-mm. say anything we fucking want. We're like, yeah, well, Mike Busey said Dr. Trey didn't have a fucking prenup. So he didn't have a prenup. And I, know, I guess now she is trying to fight it because with his uh, recent cell. How do you fight it when you have a prenup? I, well, because they're like, well, you see all the shit I went through, all these damn groupies I let him fuck. And I mean... I, I watched him make beats by Dre in a garage for 20 years, and I didn't believe anything, but I stood by his side. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's kind of a scary thing because we see it a lot in entertainment where a beautiful young lady will come in to uh, a go-getter, successful man's life, and literally suck him fucking dry. But then you look at like a Dr. Dre. What is, how long has she been with him? 20 years? Yeah, it was a while. So she, she got a little street cred. It I wasn't think, like a I think, flyby man, thing. Like 20 but. years. 20, like, I don't know what his prenup's like. But it, it should at least be tight. You should at least be like, hey, 20 years with me. Obviously, I could have left you because I had the prenup back then. I didn't, so I chose all these years. Uh, you got to take care of her somehow. The system's broke, though. Let's be honest. Because there's, like, things in there where it's like, well, my, my client was accustomed to this type of lifestyle. And I want to be like, okay, so because I've heard the horror stories of guys who were, pray, uh, were paying uh, a woman while some young stallion was fucking his wife living in their damn house. Meanwhile, it was like living in a fucking apartment down the street like a bum and he's sitting in his couch using all his cool shit and fucking his, his wife and then he's paying her alimony. The shit's fucked up and, and it's, it's a, it's a, ooh, it's, it hasn't been fixed. It definitely needs to be. Are you gonna? Be. Are you gonna have? If you get married, are you gonna have a prenup? I, I feel like I do, unless I was like, no, there is no, no, because here's the deal. Because I think you're gonna think you can write your own. You're gonna have her click on the site and click to my prenup in my pocket. Yeah, and you're gonna be like, first of all, prenup. Uh, yeah, mikebusey.com forward slash prenup. Quickly, uh, Stephen, make that. Yeah, the Instagram accounts yours are yours. But I'm going to take some of those followers. Uh, and then, uh, you know, I, mean, all I the feel like that happens when people come here and they live here and they pretend they're my friend. They'd be like, oh, I love you, Mike. It's a family. And then they leave because they were like doing some fucked up shit or whatever happened. And, and then they wind up like, 
using the, the very audience I gave them. I love like, when yeah, it's, 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 it's uh, paid me a bunch of money and I got my dick sucked. That asshole. Yeah, it's a family. It's a family. And then I'm like, all right, we got to balance the books. We we'll probably have to cut some things around here. What? Mark's rich. You know, it's not a fucking family at that moment. Uh, a Jim Carrey, I think, made a tweet, or at least I seen it in a meme, so we're just going to fucking believe it was him. <laughs> if you guys don't know Mike, a meme's enough. Yeah, meme. <laughs> Elon Musk said, "Who controls the memes? Control the world, or some shit like that." Probably didn't. That was probably just on a meme. Well, he <laughs> meme. Elon Musk said it. I fucking believed it. Okay, I fuck with him. Heavy. Come on, come on, hang out sometime. Let's let's get weird. Um, he uh, or Jim Carrey said, "Isn't it weird that we say, oh my god, I love you so much? Let's get the government involved.'" Yeah, and I was like, "Wow, that's some, that's powerful." It's that's- like, why do you really need to be legally like? Paperwork. Okay, you're gonna fuck me one day and take all this shit. I you love should, you so much. Let's make this legit. You should be allowed to sign over health care and rights and stuff like that in every state in like a civil union. I don't care you how should, many what genitals you're putting in your butthole. Do get health insurance, whatever, whatever, blah blah blah. Yeah, because it's fucked up. You know what used to be fucked up is when you'd see all those cases. I don't know if it's changed much now, but I mean I know it has to have some with, with the legalization of same sex marriage. But you used to see people that were like, I've been together for 20 years. This is my husband husband and now you know he's he's on fucking life support and the doctors won't let me hey Miguel, i'll be honest with you. i've been broke my whole life i definitely thought about joining some holy matrimony of some heterosexual friends of mine to catch some health insurance i said like, did you say health insurance hey my i have a homegirl i can fake that i have a homegirl allison who had a civil union with another another girl just so they could share benefits and uh they weren't married hooking up they they weren't lesbians well, they did that in the military you know that like basically it's like hey we're gonna get married so yeah. we're gonna get all kinds of extra money oh yeah you know, meanwhile, they're just doing whatever. And then the guy's like, man, fuck, I don't get no pussy. I love you, bitch. And she's, she's like, on, like, deployment number two. And she's, like, on fucking NCO number four. And fucking That's swearing, one thing where I, I call, I, I definitely get my morals come, my little, the conscience comes yeah. up. All right, Mike, don't be, I know this girl's been sending you photos of her butthole, but you know her, her husband's abroad. I'm like, oh, come on. Oh, I can't I think do this. This is, why I think do it. this is why I think it's better that you do it. Like, for me, Oh, at least. here we go. Like, like, was she on her way he, to a baptism, Miguel? No, because he'll come home, and I'll be there, and he'll be like, what have you been doing? I'm like, okay, I get it. I've been fucking your wife, but look at me. She's obviously going back to you hard. And there wasn't some other dude fucking there her. There was a video that on Worldstar where a guy got out of prison and came into a house. Oh, I remember that. I was like, whoa, shit. This is, and it was not like one of them like fake, like bullshit yeah. little TikTok I love when he took, because he was locked up for like 15 years. He goes, me and her, we just been going through some shit. I was, oh, like, yeah. I was like, oh yeah, you have. Yeah. Pen paling like a motherfucker. Yeah, six parole hearings, you know. Speaking of pen paling, didn't you uh, get a letter? I, I know you don't have it on you right now. We're going to do it next, next. In fact, this is a good segue because we're wrapping up actually right now too. And this is a good segue to the end. Next week's episode, uh, a buddy of ours saw. Uh, helped me reach out to Joe Exotic from Tiger King. And Joe's locked up in the Fed in uh, Fort Worth, Texas. And uh, so I asked Joe. The Tiger King The has Tiger been King, Joe Exotic. With you. Me, yeah, we, I, I said, Joe, I'm not going to advocate that you're innocent or any of that shit. I don't know any of that shit. I don't buy any of that shit. But if you want to speak your piece about what's been going on and tell me what your truth is about this. And you need a ride to a baptism and forgive yeah. me for all your sins. <laughs> I got you, Joe Exotic. Well, check it out. Next week's episode, I'll have the letter Joe Exotic wrote. No, there's me multiple letters. Four letters because he's fucking in the fed. What, is that, what else is he, he got to t- do? He had, some, he had some time to spare. Yeah. Yeah, man, and 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 uh, 
he's gonna tell me he says he's got all this evidence about like the the county fucking with him the government fucking with him people uh lying he says he has evidence against carol baskin so we got the scoop on this shit shout man. out to saul yeah man. shout out to saul man Remember? he's like the mediator he is man. He, got, he got the c block on because i didn't want joe exactly to have my address either so i'm like, like saul yo you fucking cologne this would cost you four honey buns and a fucking ramen oh, I'm gonna noodle put some, i told him i'll put something on his books man i'm put a man something out there for him i'll put some but guys that is episode number four Who that's it we're done that's it man Who, are, are, is a, that was it that's it man who would have damn time here? flies when you're talking about it does it to and, us though uh, <laughs> it does for me maybe because i i actually uh drink during this i'm like time traveling <laughs> but guys we will be back next week with episode number four, uh, five excuse me this is episode number four of the mike Busey show if uh, you enjoy the show please keep listening tell your friends uh and if you don't if you don't enjoy it. the show don't say anything yeah, I just, don't need that. Even if you hated us, <laughs> give us five stars. Yeah, what does it hurt you? You know, but fuck the system. Teach him a lesson. And we want to know if you're actually listening. So, like, don't be like, oh, I'm not gonna message him. Like, no, we want you. To, we yeah. want your input. It's so. my, it, it, it's Mike Busey. Is it Mike Busey Show or the Mike Busey Show on Instagram? What's your Instagram? Uh, Mike Busey Show. On so Instagram. hit us up on Mike Busey Show on Instagram or the Sausage Castle and let us know that you listen to the show, what you like, and uh, we're not the kind of people who don't respond back. We will respond back, and pretty soon we'll start doing giveaways and stuff as well. So on behalf of myself, Miguel Colon Jr. And Hold on, Mike, we didn't talk about the UFOs. Yeah, we're gonna done though with my co-host, damn it. Mike Busey. We'll it was back. on the paper, Miguel. It's it, we we got segued somewhere between hookers not robbing you and, and another story. So we will be back next. What about week. Lou Williams from the Clippers? He got that chicken. Good night from the Mike. Busey